you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Also on Chef was Constance Landry. She said she's lived here her entire life, almost 80 years, been through just about everything. I know 80 years old. Well, just about. I'm sorry, Miss Constance. 76 to be exact. No, 75. 75. Are you coming back to New Orleans and New Orleans East? Is the elephant heavy? I'm coming back, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One, one time for Miss Constance. Now, this was a lesson. Welcome to the friend zone. We're looking at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental old goals. Okay, that's the name of that's that's the that's the the general tone that we're setting here with this opening session section rather of the episode today. It's old goals. This lady's name is Constance Landry, and she was being interviewed in New Orleans, Louisiana, and asked if she was going to return to Louisiana. Now, without going into any details, we know that something must have happened that required this evacuation that was obviously stressful, right? So it wasn't, yeah. really, it really, wasn't really the time for no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when the young lady interviewed her, she said, you know, so she's, you know, almost 80 years old. She said, I ain't 80. <laughs> I ain't 80. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, Miss Constance. 76, she said, I'm 75. And now when an old person <laughs> pronounces the T- in the word 70, I'm 70. It's aggravation. So I said 70, okay. I'm 70. She said the T, she pronounced that T. She was hot, okay? Mm-hmm. So she cleared aggravation. that up. And then when she followed up with another question, are you are you coming, are you going to return? Is an elephant heavy? I'm coming back, baby. <laughs> and put the baby on the on the end of it. Just, just you know, a master class yeah. on how to get somebody up out of your face with that bullshit when you need to in a loving way by putting baby on the end. Fuck your baby. You know what I'm saying? That's basically. I can't happened. wait to be that age. You Old goals, right? Shit. Yes. Okay. Old goals. I ain't eighty. Cut her right. Stop her dead in her fucking track. I ain't eighty. I'm seventy five. Okay. Love Shout her. Out Shout out to, her. out to you. God bless, Miss Constance. Yes. I hope you're doing well. And if not, your memory is still living on. God damn it. Love you, Miss Constance. That's I it. Wanna, I want to. I want to name this episode. I ain't eighty. I ain't eighty. <laughs> Okay. It's an elephant heavy. That's what she asked for. Is an elephant it's heavy? Elephant. Oh, should I'm we name it? Baby. It's an elephant heavy. It's an elephant it's heavy. An elephant heavy. Mm-hmm. All right. We just switched it just that quick. Mm-hmm. Hold on. It is an elephant heavy. Right, shout out to Miss Constance. Shout back, out to Miss Constance. Back to the damn elephants. <laughs> Dustin, you have the black business of the week for us. Is an elephant heavy? Oh, my black God. business, baby. Okay. Now. <clears throat> 
Last week I was in DC on business and also a little bit of pleasure. Hey. Um, mm-hmm. And I had the pleasure. One of the pleasures that I found was actually a dispensary. We all know that DC, well, not a dispensary. It was a um, an initiative 71 compliant gift shop. That's what we have to call it uh, in Washington, DC. Right. Because of the way okay. that it works, you know, you buy uh, an item and you're gifted the, um, the other things that you you know, could possibly get from the space. So yes, and that is part of them being initiative 71 compliant. So by definition, no kids allowed, which is the black female owned establishment that I'm referring to this week. Uh, it is an initiative 71 compliant gift shop in Washington, DC. Again, it is black female owned. Uh, you can go to their website, which is no kids club, right? No kids allowed. Not that being the name. That's it. <laughs> and you can go there and they have, um, a, again, information about them being Initiative 71 compliant gift shop. And then they have information on flour, edibles, pre-rolls, concentrates. You can shop all their products. Um, no Kids Allowed DC is an awarded number one I-71 compliant gifting shop in DC. Uh, it's a weed gifting dispensary located in DC near the Capitol. They carry only exotic flower strains, delicious edibles, and high quality concentrates and also have custom exclusive gear and smoke products as well. Um, and they don't require a medical marijuana card to purchase their gifts. So they have a team of expert cannabis connoisseurs who were very helpful to me uh, in my experience there. They were familiar with the show and they sent their love to both of you. Um, and it's just oh, a great spot you. to go to. Oh, so if you're you. in D.C. and you need to uh, find a place that will gift you free marijuana um, in accordance with the Initiative 71 law, you can visit No Kids Allowed in Washington, D.C. Um, they are located at 637 Pennsylvania Avenue Southeast, Suite B, and that's in Washington, D.C. You can email them at info at nokidsallowed.club. And so there you have it. Go check it out and you support a black business, okay? A black female-owned business. So shout I out to them. I love it. We love to hear it. So let's jump into the recap segment. Last mm-hmm. week's episode titled Something In There. Thank you, Dustin Ross. <laughs> it was a shoot the shit episode. No hot button, no segments, just whatever wanted to come up. And as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Shout out to everybody in the Patreon streets. Um, this one goes out to Unique. Uh, Unique's <laughs> comment says, I feel you, Asante. Alicia Keys do be singing like her ears hurt a little bit or something in oh, there. No. Her new sound isn't for me. And it was cute that she said something in there. As that was the name of the episode. So shout out to nice. Unique. Uh, that's what I found <laughs> out. Uh, what about you, friend? What did you find in them streets this past week's episode? I was in the gated community and Adabola said, Fran, decided to watch couples therapy on a flight since you mentioned it. And girl, I am shook. Michael and Michael from season two, baby. <laughs> so clearly Adabola noticed how good that Did show was. Michael and, and Michael? sucked in. Yes. Michael and Michael. That okay. was one of the couples. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> it is a very, very, very good show. Asante, the, you the, should watch the, it. You would love it. What, what <laughs> season is you. okay? Hold on. What season is Michael and Michael? Season two. Is it a guy and a girl? Like a girl named Michael, or is it two dudes named Michael? Two men. Two men named Michael. You said season two of couples <laughs> therapy. Yeah, okay. really, it's it's three seasons all together, and it's such a great show. I really suggest just 
binging it from top to bottom. You learn so much. It really is a really, really good show to watch with a partner or just on your own, just to kind of gain some insight. Any show where therapy is being displayed, you know, and you you get to pull gems to me is worth a watch, especially when it's well done. You know what? I no wonder they needed therapy, couples therapy. They both got the same motherfucking name. I'd be stressed (laughs) out too. Motherfuckers calling me who? What? Who? What? Who is it? They probably about to lose their mind because you don't know who's talking to who in the motherfucker. They always won't turn around to my not you, and it's like, uh, uh. can I speak to Michael? Which one, bitch? Not not you. That's you know like um the actor from uh oh my god, what Taylor is that Lautner. movie? Yes, yep. and his wife's name is Taylor, Taylor spelled fucking, the same way, and yep. she's taking his last name, so they will both be named Taylor Lautner. Yep, that yep. is so. And apparently, he tried to do it anyway. before to the other Taylor who I don't care about, but yes. <laughs> that's so trippy that's too much Dustin what'd you find on the Twitter streets first of all I want to give a shout out to our girl at Feral Peafowl <laughs> F-E-R-A-L P-E-A-F-O-W-L that's just what we'll say you know because that's her. how they know her so that's how they we gonna address her today <laughs> right Who and we love you girl <laughs> we tweeted, sure do she quoted a tweet um from genius underscore dogs where they said absolutely the best thing you'll see all day all month all year all century and they accord they accompanied it with this video of these dogs going down this clear uh spiral slide and they were so excited having so much fun you know that slide stank like a motherfucker though but anyway they said you know them dogs is going down that slide right so our friend uh quoted the tweet she said Look at the goddamn Paw Patrol. <laughs> she is such a nut. I mean, I re- I'll holler when I seen that. Um, I also want to give a shout out to at Ask Forte, A-S-K, the number four, T-A-Y, a young lady who tweeted, I wasn't going to drink today, but I don't like how Mike did Sheila. Now, if you've ever watched the, the Why Did I Get Married <laughs> movies by Tyler Perry, you know, Mike and Sheila. Oh, my God. Hey, you see how Sate is on the floor. That's such a specific <laughs> reference. I wasn't going to drink today, but, you know but I don't what? like how Mike did Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that was a fucked up movie. There was just so much shit. It was. But yeah, I don't like it. It was a fucked movie. up movie. And now, speaking of people getting off, speaking of people getting people together, so the Rolling Stone UK has put uh, Harry Styles on the cover, right? And on the cover, they referred to, they referred to him as how the new, they, the article, excuse me, the article on him um, is referenced on the cover and it says how the new king of pop set the music Uh-oh. world aflame. I saw the that new king of pop. So Taz Jackson, one of Michael mm-hmm. Jackson's nephews, and you know them younger Jacksons, they can't wait to get in, in front of the camera any damn way. So he could, <laughs> he could wait to add, I got it. I got it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and he got on that motherfucking Twitter so fast. Shout out to, uh, I tell you who he didn't have to move was Reeby, because Reeby don't give a fuck. Reeby's just <laughs> good as hell. He's young, okay. still look young, stress-free, <laughs> space, skin smooth. Reeby, you're right, today. okay? <laughs> she made that centipede, it's still not, and she sat on in the back. Shout out to Reeby Jackson. Um, but Taz Jackson said, or Taz Jackson said, um, there, there is no king, there is no new king of pop. You don't own the title at Rolling Stone, and you didn't earn it. My uncle did. Decades of Ooh. dedication and sacrifice. The title has been retired. No disrespect to you, at Harry Styles. He's mega talented. Give him his own unique title. 
That's from Taz Jackson. You need so let me tell you something. Them Jacksons, Ooh. they don't want none. And you know they're from Indiana. Yeah. yeah, I am out of it though. There's only one king of pop. Hell like yeah. Like you said, give him another title. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I had this week for the seasons. <laughs> so in the episode before last week, which was Asante's episode and it was titled Curtis Down the Street. Thank you, Justin Ross. <laughs> Asante brought TV and movie nostalgia to the hot button segment. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, I was in those SoundCloud streets, friend. How about you? I too was in the SoundCloud streets. You better not have taken my comment. But Who go ahead. did you choose, friend? <laughs> I chose Ajalon Mims. All right. I chose Mallory. Mallory says, I love this convo, Asante. I often think about how the circumstances concerning Black Hollywood affected some of our favorite Black, black legends' lack of exposure or opportunity. I always think of the most random Black actors slash actresses and be like, dang. I literally do that all the time as well. <laughs> like, I just be like, damn. And it honestly could be, like, I don't know everybody's story. So some people could be successfully producing or some people just got and got that check and now they own a bunch of restaurants or something and they're happy, they're satisfied. So I don't know that everybody necessarily was displaced by Hollywood, but there have been. And there are just faces that we don't see enough of anymore. And I think about those a lot often as well. Um, I also just want to quickly shout out Trillo G. Bree. Um, she says, I was a theater slash dance kid in high school. I graduated in 2012. We frequently did musical reviews, uh, performing random songs from musicals. I went to a very black high school, and I remember one of our reviews basically being Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls was a go-to if they were like, let's do something for the black kids. So I just thought that was funny that she mentioned that even after graduating in 2012, years later. All right, uh, that's all I found, friend. Uh, let's back to you in those SoundCloud streets. So Ajalon Mim said, his mama is white. <laughs> if you know, you know. She was picking up what I was putting down. <laughs> the research I was doing on that episode. Thank you, Ajalon Mims. <laughs> I can't. With that being said, you know what? I also want to thank. Um, I meant because <laughs> I just knew I you started, <laughs> and, and, and not you know only you, you doing you doing a callback start too. So I'm just there like. Okay. I didn't say nothing. I was Ajalon, Ajalon Mims. So I also wanted to take the time before we started to uh, remember that I mentioned I was working on a project with Jade and Kia. Yes. Yes. Uh, so that's something that's dropping in November. But we needed I put out a call to action asking for a listener that worked in art and could help us come up with a beautiful cover art and just overall uh -huh. branding for the project. And so many of you sent in your work. I wanted to take the time to thank you because you sent in links, portfolios, you know, actual JPEGs, you name it. We got hundreds and hundreds of responses and we're so grateful at the turnout. Um, and we picked someone and I want to thank Leah Jackson, who is the artist that we decided to move forward with. And we've actually been working with her already. Right. It's such a great feeling to be able to tap in with a listener. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And create together. I think y'all already know how I feel about ecosystems. To me, that feels way more special than the you know, company we're working with just kind of mm -hmm. giving us someone from their team. So shout out to Leah. She made, she's already made beautiful first drafts that we were kind of so blown away that we were like, damn, low key. She don't have to really do any more rounds. Like this yes. is it. She got yeah, it dude. off 
like Claude says, one take Juanita. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're very excited. And I just wanted to shout her out for her incredible work, Leah Jackson. And to also thank, like I said, those of you who took the time out to reach out to us. I have another project separately that I'm working on as well that I just realized this week I'm going to need another call to action. Mm-hmm. But I need to create the email and set all that first, kind of get myself organized. And then I'll mention that on next week's episode. So just know it's based on women in Cleveland. So if I have any listeners in Cleveland, I'm going to tap in with you next week. But well, that's wonderful. I have to just put that. Yeah, yes. I'm excited. So now let's jump in. I have an Do you guys have anything real you want to say? I'm yes, sorry. yes, One I figured. Um, mm-hmm. So my other show, Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams, is back. Um, burr, 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 burr. Really, really excited. We um, have a new home at Interval Presents with Warner Music Group. Congratulations. I'm very, very excited about this. Our show is in such good company over there. We had a great experience with the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. So much love to them and much love to Charlemagne Mm -hmm. the God and all of our peers over there. Um, But we have a new home, like I said, at Interval Presents with Warner Music Group where we are um, amongst some really dope talent. um, And I'm really just excited about this new journey with that show. So Holding Court Season 2 premieres August 31st um, on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. We are back. So much love to all the listeners. We get a lot of support. Thank you, guys. We get tons of support from um, listeners on the friend zone. And I've gotten a lot of questions. You know, you guys know how it is. You can't talk about it. You know what I mean? Until you can talk about it. (laughs) But now we can talk about it. Everything signed and delivered. That's right. So (laughs) much, much love to everyone who listens to this show, first of all, but especially those who also migrated with me over to um, holding court and listened over there, there. Um, and we will see you guys August 31st with season two. So that's yes. all. I know people are hyped because I kept seeing yeah. tweets to the friend zone. People be like, when is holding court coming back? <laughs> yep, yep. And I saw <laughs> there you go. Him, so very August glad. August 31st. Yep. Okay. Um, before we even get started, I just have to say, because I kept, now that you mentioned Warner Music, I kept seeing all the viral tweets. Did y'all see with Capitol Records signing the first AI rapper? Yeah, I did. The rapper's (laughs) name is like, what was it? Like FK Mecca? FN Mecca, something like that. And it sounds like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Takashi. Low key. Looks like, um, what's the other one? Lil Pump. What's the other one? Lil Pump. Lil, okay, I give you that. <laughs> yeah. I give you that. Mm-hmm. And it's all, and the song is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's called Moonwalking. Awful. I think the His idea is terrible, is, personally. Yeah. I don't think the idea of an AI rapper is terrible just because I think it could have been something innovative and interesting if it had been done right. Mm-hmm. And I think people be in such a rush to be the first to do something, you know what I mean? As opposed to be like the best to do something. And we knew that it was coming. We've, we've made fun of little Michaela, who I saw just got a new deal with some campaign. Like they're taking our jobs as content creators. So it's coming. And it's just a matter of like, if you can't beat them, join them type thing. And I think at least if you're going to do it, do it fly. This is terrible. I didn't even think it was real. I really thought, you know, the internet be making shit up. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything from Capitol Records themselves, like announce it or tweet about it or post about it. But I did see just the backlash on Twitter because they released a clip of the song. He's already saying the N-word. I mean, it's just 
the upside down cross in the middle of his forehead and the and the tatted face and then the hair. It's just it's a lot. It almost rapping, seems like rapping next to a Gucci print covered Tesla truck. Did you, right. did you notice all of that stuff? Right. It's just and offensive on so many levels to me personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Agreed. who's who's getting the the who's getting the revenue that comes behind that? Like who's That's the person behind know. it? Who what is going on? Why is this 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 thing saying nigga? I'm and never is it going digital, to is it like digital blackface I'm in never a way? Going to, what if it's a white team behind this just kind of living out their rap? black fantasy yeah it's, it's just, just weird. i don't think it's a good idea i'm sorry <laughs> you making me yeah. dig into this and i'm getting uh antsy you and see upset. it asante yeah uh according to a music will business it, will worldwide article for sure published on mm-hmm. august 17th the robot rapper fn mecca as you said friend has signed a deal with mm-hmm. capital records and dropped his first single florida water which features the Florida which water. features the like gunna, the irony gunna the and irony gaming streamer name. clicks I, like so the ai is the creation of anthony martini and brandon lee uh, or lay okay that those don't sound black so let me just take right, a little trip let's, over let's to do the some Google research like ajalon really, mim said i see <laughs> our mm. anthony martini look like a white man um, that's that's my issue digital blackface you could tell though you I can mean tell. right so i'm just why like why are moonwalking we... in front of a tesla 10 million this thing has over 10 million followers on tiktok like wow. so apparently there's some sort of audience for it and i don't I actually went on capital records twitter just out of curiosity just to see if they had announced it and it seems like this isn't their first AI artist because I saw on their Twitter they have a singer, like a pop singer named Zoe West or Zoe Weiss. And it's sort of like this cutesy teenage pop singer AI. So it seems like it's something, it's a technology that they're definitely playing around with. But this rapper version, I don't know. A lot was left to be desired. But I saw a lot of you, you know, tagging us and sending us the video and wanting to hear our thoughts. And I was like, you know, we've been talking about this AI takeover for years. I mean, just play video games. Like, why not just make video (laughs) games like they've been making for years where you can become become a pop star or whatever. Sims. Like, like, why does that have to now be a part of our Second life. Keep it in the metaverse. You know, take it over there. Make it an Oculus thing, whatever the fuck. But signing a rapper to a real, an AI rapper to a real actual record label is crazy when there's as fuck actual well, artists that need that development artists. yes that need well, that development and distribution this is and something attention. that's the wildest part i'm not knowledgeable on this but you know over in japan there's like some like cartoon girl like it's a, literally just some digital something and she'd be performing in large stadiums and stuff and i'm like what the fuck is this and, and it's been happening for like years i don't know how long that's but, what i'm saying it's not anything new yeah so this is like the evolution that is being of, developed right? and it's like because even that little cartoon girl thing is developed but it's like literally their market is you know another girl doing k-pop or j-pop music or whatever over there like here mm-hmm. it's these people that are like I listen to rap music. We should make an AI rapper and put them on the roster as opposed to it being like hip hop inspired from a rapper who actually does want to be in tech. Like uh, I'm about to say something crazy, but it's just because it's funny. Um, so, like even a Soldier Boy or a Ray J, like if they were the ones to go into the focus, because we know that they're exploring tech, but it's literally just these strangers, these randos. And then it's like, what's the point? Like you're having Gunna come on the record because you want more TikTok acclaim. 
Like, uh, okay, I guess I could see you looking at it from that scope, but that's still stupid, which they should have enough knowledge to know about. But the other the other side of it is just too much. Like the thing already saying nigga and stuff like that. It's like mm, already, mm-mm. already. The fact that they're using that clip where he's saying that very specifically as a promotional tool, that to me kind of just said it all, you know. And then you see who's behind it. I mean, anyway, maybe they'll put out a statement soon. I'm sure because the, the backlash it. was pretty heavy. <laughs> I hope it gets wet. Someone erased the code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not I hope all that motherfucker. Yeah, I hope, they, I hope it drops in the water or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> turn into anyway, a virus. Anyway, Asante, we're gonna have to have a, a special tech episode about the the rise of these AI. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, pull up that little technology. girl's name. How long she been out there? What she been mm-hmm. doing? Okay, and then so- Michaela's new campaigns and deals. So we ain't there yet, but we'll get there. Um, this week's episode, though, I wanted to celebrate us, you guys. This is the 350th episode of the Friend Zone. And we officially hit seven years this week wow. as well. What? So proud a of that. Feat. So proud of that. <laughs> Normally, we discuss these things in passing where we'll just be like, oh, it's six years, five years, four years, three years. But I was like, no, no, no. We have to have a dedicated episode to celebrate ourselves because when was the last time you were a part of a project that lasted for seven years and came out every week consistently? Never when? in my life. Never it's have such I a ever. Feat. I was a slave you know to I'm others' saying? machines, but now. I am not a slave here. I am free to exist and grow with you all. Come on now, preach, preacher. So I wanted to take the time out. Obviously, you know, I I wanted to ask questions. First of all, how does it feel (laughs) to be a part of a project for this fucking long? (laughs) How does that feel to you? Are you proud? Do you feel like you're just getting started? How does that feel in your bones? I love the silence. You're just ruminating. Well, (laughs) honestly, I'm glad you asked. It it does feel like I'm still very early in the game, even though we've been doing this for so long. It's just a a great it's it's always great when you go up for jobs and you have something long on your resume. But to actually be a part Mm -hmm. of something that just works for so long and I can look up and say, wow, I've been this consistent or we've been able to do this for so long. Like we've, we've been able to, you know, drop merch, go on the road, start Patreon. Like we've been able to do so much. We've been able to go on sponsored tours and stuff like that. There's just so many cool things that we've been able to do as, you know, influencer, I hate to use the word, but then as like people at our core, we've done such great work for so long. Like even as of recent to have, you know, all the, I feel like every guest that we have on is a gym as well. So it's like, you know, as a recent to have had Tiffany, the budget niece on who we've had on before and to just have such a claim, it just feels great for her to always talk so highly of us and say, you know, she still gets such a big reaction from the I love listeners of this that. show than she does <laughs> from any other platform she's been on. And I'm just like, you do so much for our people, like literally helping them grow their like wealthy pockets and to know that we have that she's in our ecosystem in our orbit and to share the likes of uh, people like that is amazing. And then I already felt that way starting off with you two. It was like, wow, I get to, you know, be on this show with like fucking hey friend hey like one of the baddest bombest bitches i know like just for so many fucking reasons <laughs> thank hey, you for like for real like it was like dustin was the funniest most creative like literally like smartest <laughs> coolest person i could think like well not that i could think thank of because it was like he was there but it's like he, like he is that so it's like to take him and then like 
cool ass, fine ass, like dope ass friend. And it was like, damn, like this is going to be so cool. And to not know how cool it would become and still is going to be is great and amazing. Oh, sounds like Harlem is celebrating on our behalf. Mm-hmm. I told you, okay, I told you to out. crank it up and rip it. You know what I'm saying? Down the ass. But I, um, I'm very proud of this show. I'm very proud of the fact that we, to, to commit yourself to something and apply focus to growing it for seven years is the equivalent of like a graduate degree study program. Um, for real. Something like that. So to me, I, it's an accomplishment I laud and, and, and revere in that same way. Um, and I'm proud of it in that same way. <clears throat> um, I think that it is noteworthy to apply to commit, first of all, to one project for three different people with three completely different career pursuits and trajectories to be willing to commit to a project wholeheartedly as far as everything is concerned, time commitments, time constraints, um, and just apply your effort to that, I think is very, very commendable. Uh, um, I love the fact that I feel like we made our show from scratch. We did not follow mm-hmm. a formula um, and we did not get right. it easy. I'm so grateful for our association with our wonderful friends who have had success, undeniable success in the podcast space. Um, yes. And we still were able to grow this show organically without any sort of, um, we just kind of built it. We, if we build it, you will come type shit. And that's yep. exactly what happened. And I'm so, so proud of that because so many people try to take a shortcut or a, a fast track to what they perceive success in the podcasting space to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel, feel like our show is respected um, 10 times more because of the fact that we were consistent and dedicated to our show and its, its release schedule um, throughout us having jobs or otherwise throughout personal mm-hmm. tragedies throughout so many other Listen. things and that could have really um impacted our show um you know to its detriment so i'm very proud of our show um i am a person who does not have a lot of i have patience with people that i love but i don't have a lot of patience in general in life and so the fact that i was <laughs> able to serious just being honest airy, airy um, it's really real talk you know <laughs> so to commit to something for seven fucking years and still Man. not be finished with it is is beyond admirable for us all so i'm so proud of you both um and and i love seeing you all grow and do as well as you're doing I think you deserve so many great things and to actually witness it happening is the coolest shit in the world. So I have so much love and respect and reverence for this show and everything, all things, the friend zone. I I just humbly respect. That's it. Agreed. I love this show. Obviously I, you know, came from the blogging and YouTube worlds initially. I think I did YouTube for five years, four years, five years. You, know, I was you were probably one of the first four or five. to transition, mm-hmm. you know, part of that renaissance. Of yeah, I will say that because now it's a big transition. Like most YouTubers have either left YouTube to focus on TikTok um, or some have left to focus on podcasting. And, it, you know, after a while, you kind of got to move and shake. And I remember that was pretty early when I made the transition because <laughs> it, it, I remember people being like, why would you do a podcast? Like, what's, what's the point of that? I don't get it. That's like NPR, you know, and the read was doing exceptionally well, mm-hmm. but everyone knew I wasn't going to come in to discuss, you know, comedy or pop culture. So it's like, what's your angle? How are you going to fit your wellness? You do wellness 
how do people listen to wellness? And Asante, really, I always credit you for putting the bug in my ear. I credit you and I credit Maya because you put the bug in my ear about considering doing the show. And then Maya is the one that was like, I think you should totally do it because who the hell else in our field is doing podcasts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to jump in. And our shows found the way over time how to mesh pop culture conversations but extract the lessons of the pop culture conversation so it wasn't so much celebrity focused and just like talking about what they're doing as it was what can we learn (laughs) from what they're doing and and focus on like the mental health and and Mm -hmm. emotional and spiritual aspects of it which can be very hit or miss you know there are people that wished we just did pure comedy there are people from my end that wish that I just did pure wellness but what I love about the show is we find those people in the middle like that's our people that can listen to a two-hour show that's going to kind of cover the gamut you know we're going to hit you with some wellness like today talking about vitamins (laughs) but we're also talking about AI rappers and we're going to talk about TV and then share our favorite music because for me as a person I think uh, and on YouTube I was able to show one side of me which was the sort of research heavy wellness person that was approaching my internet life as a job where it was like I wasn't sharing myself as much as I was sharing my interests and that kind of called in a very specific type of person that just wanted that from me and I remember someone told me when I switched to podcasting you should stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to oh my god where that dirty bitch at now (laughs) but you know but I told y'all she actually messaged me years later and apologized Mm -hmm. she said that was <laughs> right. She was like that she was coming from a place of I guess being frustrated at me for like essentially as she put it having abandoned the platform I started with where people kind of were used to mm-hmm. going to friends to find out what's the next thing I can do or use or try or test, right. you know? And then now it's like you're just a podcaster talking about something completely different. And but she said after listening, she realized like there's a range to us as people too. You know, yeah. I can be and I and it helped me. It was scary because I did lose people. Obviously, you're gonna lose listeners that had you pegged as one thing. Um, but I found so many new ones that right. were like, I had no idea you were silly too. Mm-hmm. And you curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People were surprised I curse, which made me laugh. Um, <laughs> and you love music. You're a big music person. Oh my God. And you love this and you love that. And then we expanded to Patreon where people could see us. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now they get a, a, a whole different element added of our facial expressions which and our I'm so private jokes. For, Cause that's a whole nother yeah. show. Um, whole other show and we able to expand even individually on mm-hmm. patreon where it wasn't just these segments but we each have our own show that we can kind of format and structure mm-hmm. to just our personal needs and then we have this show where we come together and then we have the binge where we talk tv it's like we really created a whole separate spinoff that goes even deeper to who we are as people and i love it i think we've been doing a really great job I also think that we pioneered the space where those conversations happen, right? Because people, part of the, 
um, if you're looking at the success of podcasters, podcasters through a lens of, of like being formulaic, right? Having a niche mm-hmm. show that's specific to a certain type of conversation is the key to success. Well, our show kind right. of runs a gamut of several different, um, <laughs> right. you know, topics of conversation each episode and although other people have segmented shows and whatever the fuck they don't really tap into the intellectual side of pop culture news and pop culture um, hot topics that we do we were the first people that i've ever heard and i listen to everything so we was the first (laughs) people that i had ever heard that did that and i think that that was great I, i think that there's something to be said and respected about originality in a, from a creative Agreed. space. Um, it's a risk too. It's, yeah, it's, it's very risk. risky. It's very risky yeah. because people either get it or they don't. And a lot of people have come over time. How, how many people have we found um, in our tweet, in our tweets who have said, Oh, you know, at first I couldn't get with the show, but now years later, like, you know, I've gone back and listened to all those episodes and I, and love, I love it. them. They're my yeah. favorite. Yeah. And shout yeah. out to the other people that may not have gotten it, but just stuck with the show and now get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm grateful for that for our, or most of all, I'm grateful for our audience because they're going to overlook those. They're going to overlook Ooh. that. They're going to overlook, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm moving, baby. No, but they like, but you know, they're gonna overlook these dumbass sounds and just enjoy the show. I'm grateful for our audience. Like, I love, I love our, our audience. audience, friend. Mm-hmm. I always think to myself, like, you can do no wrong, okay? Like, even wrong is no wrong to me, okay? Because it's like you are a human being. You made me reflect a lot on this show, girl. I think all of us individually have had some very strong episodes. You know, maybe some more than others, you know. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> but, cause, I mean, there are just some episodes where it's like Dustin really just be pulling the most craziest fucking stories that I've ever heard. Or he'll take mm-hmm. something that's just buzzing in the atmosphere uh, the day before of uh, some fucking, uh, I hate to say fucking before that, but of some, you know, terrible religious thing happening. Like, Dustin just brings so much depth to a lot of different things and then friend you as well and all the different things that you do so when you try to unify certain things and you're like oh i don't know how that's gonna mesh i always think to myself girl we have watched you literally build like essentials and and to some it's like oh she was literally just making deodorant and toothpaste like you were literally trying things out over time saying this may not work for everybody you know but you know for some you should try this this is what helped me like you literally documented your path in one space and i have loved growing with you in this space and really learning from you on the front end and the back end about a lot of different things and so I just feel like we have such a strong show because each of us has a strong passion for what we put out. So when we do mesh our different things together, we show respect for each other's things. Like, friend, you know, when unfortunately when Dustin got to hit us with the sidetrack, the joke be happening. And sometimes I just have to take my pause <laughs> to let it happen. And then sometimes, friend, you want to play the dozens too. And then you know, every now and then I'll right. give you a cue. When, I don't, like when I don't eat well. <laughs> we all have our fun on the show. The listeners have fun with us. And I just love the fact that it's not just because we decide every week, all right, well, we have to make this funny or we have to make this entertaining or we have to make this educational. We don't choose, like we just choose to show up as ourselves and provide something great to the listeners. And that's why the ones that, you know, some of them that do overlook the the whatever or they finally come to a point or the ones that have just been with us forever. I just, I love everybody because it's like crazy and monumental to me that we've been doing this for so long and that we've been putting in and work for 350 episodes with that more to come insane. because this is not like a goodbye episode. So it's like, oh, like we've done this many, like, 
who knows when we going like like who knows <laughs> maybe tomorrow a TV contract will show up and you know maybe we will stop because we're doing TV now or we'll do an addition to you know we just never know what's going to happen but we just love this show so much and I love this show so much and I feel like we've done so many crazy things and we're still I said I was at the beginning of my career but I feel like this show is still very early like we still bring pieces together in our own time and they come together so well when we do it's it's great because it's not like a it's nothing is forced about anything that we do agreed and yeah. you know they say seven years is like a <laughs> even yourselves like change and even in relationships they say seven years is where the marriage seven year itch. The, the seven year itch because you both have transitioned and evolved and it's like you now you have to look at each other and be like where are we at right, and assess and, yeah. right like the <laughs> lot happens it's a turnover in seven years just that number how special that is and when i think of who we were the first day we recorded that we had to have ty shout out to our editor tyro worley to ty. had to have yes. him sit in the studio with us do you remember just because it was like the nerves of like okay how do we do this yeah <laughs> And then to now where it has afforded us even more opportunities outside of the show because of how talented we've become and structuring content and, you know, hosting gigs where people now want you to come and speak and people want you to to be part of TV shows as a writer. Like there's just so much that has come from it, from us dedicating and focusing you, our energy yes. into the seven years. And it just kind of is a testament to what happens if you just continue to do something. And, and not all just the oh, repetition of it, yeah. <laughs> but it's the genuine care, you know, because we put a lot of energy into this. We don't come in here and just talk shit. We do, but there's also a lot of, of like, it's structure and organization and intention. That's the word that I'm looking for. And, and, and that makes a difference. As mm-hmm. different uh, and as, as unique as author, no pun intended. Look, Renee just <laughs> rides her way into the conversation Renee. one way or the other. Um, but also shout out to Cheyenne Beam. I ran into my boy Cheyenne again, the one that I told y'all held the horse up at the DJ. And he actually had posted a reel of us talking about it on the show. And he was happy. So shout out to Cheyenne. We laughed our asses off about that on Sunday. But anyway, um, I think that the the thing that makes our audience buy into the show, because we this show wouldn't work. Patreon wouldn't matter. No one would be interested in um, in uh in inquiring, you know, toward, toward us to work on other projects if they weren't listening, right? So the reason that people listen is because I think there's a common thread of integrity amongst the three of us. That as much shit too. as I talk, as as specific or, or as opinionated as we can be about things, people know that we're not going on this show being harmful every week. If I'm mm-hmm. talking, um, if I'm making wild, you know, <laughs> profane jokes about a celebrity, it's because they did something bad. It's in reaction and response to that. I'm never, you know what I'm saying? I'm not getting on this show just tearing motherfuckers down. You know what I mean? Right. You are not doing that, friend. Asante, you're not doing that. And people know that our show is a show that is for the good of people and to, to help people and to, uh, again, our buzzword for this episode, to supplement their lives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like yeah. that is, I think what it, that's what I think is most attractive about this show to our listeners. And I'm so grateful that they can recognize that in us because it makes me feel like people still can you know, understand I'm a good person. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all know that's important to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's important to me. I don't want people thinking I'm a rotten, you know? So thank you. <laughs> and you know, with that integrity piece, one of my favorite parts too is the safety we provide for a lot of the artists and other creatives mm-hmm. that come on the show where they Absolutely. know we're not looking for... Uh, a sound bite. We know we're not trying to create sensationalism by having them on here, ambushing Never. them or cornering them or, you yes. know, asking shit that, you know, is going to get some traffic because we do clips and post it like we don't yes. use that model of attention. Mm-hmm. We just focus on artists and creatives that we genuinely fuck with and then provide the platform for just like really good introspective conversation. And I mean, we've had Ari Lennox, we've had Chica, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like we, we had Don Richard, like a yes. lot of people that we love so much and we did not take any opportunity to ask them no wild shit, no matter what was going on in their personal lives at the time, where obviously as creatives, you can use that as an angle, but I, I do feel that integrity piece has been my favorite part because it allows me to feel comfortable being a mm-hmm. part of the show. I don't feel weird. Yeah. I don't feel embarrassed to tell people, you know, how you yeah. be like, oh, I, I work on this show. You pray they don't listen to it. You know, like, it's just not that kind of you thing. You know, you're not working with nobody that's going to do nothing crazy around you either. Like, <laughs> I hate yeah. that yeah. The term podcast nigga now refers to like these people that have been doing these shows it's for like type. one and a half it's or two type. years and they literally just <laughs> right. say wow shit disrespecting their guests to go viral it's like what first of all what are you doing and how is this sustainable <laughs> like us looking we dumb, literally that's what they doing looking right. stupid well, it's not, sure they're, not, they're not doing a long game it's just right. what can we get right like, now oh, that's hot. let's do that it's like mm, mm-hmm. but is that really hot but whatever and you like, know what I'm laughing right with them. Y'all are podcast niggas. I'm not. And you, right. are, you not friend and you not Asante. Fury and Crystal are not. Kia and Jade right. are not. Jade and XD are not. I can name several others. This is content creation. It's content creation. For real, for real. Not just saying we're content creators, but by definition, that's what we're doing. This is focused, structured, formatted conversation that is appealing to the people that it needs to be appealing to. We're not just getting up here talking shit without doing research, without being well-versed and knowledgeable about the things that we're talking about. I wouldn't be a part of this show if that's what we were doing on some real shit. Because right. that's not what I, I'm like, Shekinah. But I ain't got nothing to do with that lifestyle stuff because that's not me. That ain't got nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not me. So them dumb motherfuckers and fresh and fit niggas, them, uh, who else? Those are, those are podcast niggas. That's what they are. They're, 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 they're ridiculous. And it is what it is, but I and again, I don't have to come on here and trash them for them to be seen as such. They do a what good enough job, a job, great job on their own, <laughs> you know. But Making that podcast unsafe. nigga shit don't apply to us because we the are other- not podcast niggas. We're on on air talent, media personalities. That's what the fuck we okay. are, right? So true. And on the other scope of that, it's good, you know, to take it away from that, right? It's up. good that there have been so many other shows. <laughs> It's like that I'm completely fucked up. You know, it's not that. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. Because that shit is whack. It is just so mm-hmm. whack, and it's like, why are y'all doing that? Like that's so. But like to go back to the other side of it, it is good. Like uh, to bring Budgetista back into it to work with other people that have shows, and even Food Heaven, who we'll be hearing from, like people that really care about their audience, what they're doing out there. Like mm-hmm, those people, exactly. it's great to know that we work in a space where people are doing similar work. Some of them, you know, might have a little bit more education than masters. Like you know, you even mentioned. 
and Kia earlier, but you know, we are people that care about our audience. And even on the episodes that I'll do sometimes, I'll give a disclaimer like, we are not professionals. If you do need one, seek one. <laughs> like, I feel <laughs> right, like right. we actually care on so many different levels, like about everything that we do when it comes to this show. So even when we come up and we're showing up to be ourselves, we're making sure that we have that energy. We're making sure that we're uh, feeding that energy to each other. We're making sure that everything is going how it's supposed to go for this show to come out every week. And then additional content for everybody because we care so much about this show. So I love that we all care so much and that we all are always here showing up, having a good time or learning from each other or even reading back some of the comments. And, you know, I've been meaning to say this. And for some of the comments, y'all are going to just stop talking crazy to us. Like, if I see one more comment talking crazy to friend, I'm just going to get upset. Like, just don't do that anymore. You can say whatever you want about me. Dustin, he don't read them, so probably him too. But leave friend alone, okay? <laughs> well, that was, a bee, that was a beehive member. They were just frustrated because I mean, I'm not talking it. about that. Look, there was one last the other week too. Okay, fine. Not, not that one then. Any of y'all. Just stop. It's just annoying. And you know, I shouldn't feel that way. There's I should just some let that you, I expect because I if just you're let y'all talk have about the Beyonce. It's just right. funny when some of y'all come. <laughs> it, the funny ones are the ones that come every week or they come like in succession for some weeks. I'm just like, why did you do this? But the ones that just randomly keep spurred back, I'm like, why did you okay, you know, fine. But it's just like when it's about friend, I'm like, no. No, like Beyonce. No, not no. in front of say it. I don't give a damn, just don't say it nowhere around me. That's all. <laughs> Uh, but you know it comes to the territory too I've actually learned yeah I've learned I I love the approach Dustin takes where he says the content is our job to create the comments are their job to keep moving and I respect it as long as you know it's not egregious or something insane but you know people have the right to their opinions (laughs) (laughs) people have the right to their opinions but just keep it cool you know like I have had I think the the I had someone, especially when I was talking about the suburbs, people from the suburbs were so triggered by that conversation. <laughs> and ass. I was like, shocked at the yeah, like what kind of stuff were they saying, that, y'all? Go back I mean, there to, was one person <laughs> there was one person <laughs> named Jasmine that told me I need to humble myself. <laughs> Why? What people you get call, somebody else is calling me like that's what happens when like project bitches move to nicer yeah. place. You know, it just got real heavy. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. So, mm. but you know, it comes with the territory with what you choose to share, people You're are right. gonna have opinions. Yeah. So as long as you ain't calling me out my name, except for that one project bitch one. But right. outside yeah, of man, that. Your mama's a bitch. Your mama's a suburban <laughs> bitch. A but neighborhood what would, hoe. What would y'all <laughs> say in the span of seven years, we have put out so much content. I mean, 300 Is comment I ever read about myself? No, no, no. 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 I don't even want to give that no. energy because there's tons. <laughs> no, that, that shit was funny, but I was mad. <laughs> I'll tell y'all later in the group text. Go ahead. <laughs> what is some... Um, bitch. What is... <laughs> I can't lie. Sometimes they're mean, but if it's funny, yeah, you got me. I said you, you raggedy at least, bitch. At least make me laugh, not you. <laughs> <laughs> so at least fine. make me laugh. No, but... With all the episodes and, and conversations we've created, what are some of the standout ones in the past seven years? So not mm-hmm. just this year that you feel like really you felt just so proud of, like we did that, you know, like 
one of those conversations that you feel like if someone asks you, what are the top five friends on episodes I should listen to to help them get into it? This would be on your top five. Epigenetics. Oh, yes. yes. Forever anything with Haas. Oh. Anything with Bajanista. Mm. Yes. And all of the true crime episodes. I was so excited once we started doing those where we would start tapping in like that true crime bag and start like the Natalia Grace episode. I mean, that kicked it off and it just changed our life. (laughs) So those, I'm really, really proud of those. Those are probably my favorites. And then I have some new uh, ideas for, you know, I ain't no coming soon ass nigga. So I'm not doing that. But I have a lot of new ideas for stuff that I'm excited for us to try moving forward. That'll be a new and fresh, like like new, fresh things um, Mm -hmm. audibly for the the guests to enjoy. I mean, the guests (laughs) for the audience to enjoy. Yeah. So. And you contributed. Remember when you would do the. um, Oh, yeah. This is a story. This is a story. I know people love that. We played with that. Um, we used to do listener letters early mm-hmm. on, and then we decided that we some of the questions just felt like these would these would be better suited for someone that was licensed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because we are a mental health based podcast, and we can share what we're experiencing and and try to find commonality in our community. We can advise and kinda, you, yeah. yeah, right. But then the advising part just sort of felt like mm, this is above our. Pay grade yeah. and outside of our wheelhouse, yeah. really. And a lot so of y'all was young then. The Some of y'all older now. So hopefully y'all look and back on that and understand why. Yeah, and it's a safety thing, really. Like, you just want to make sure people are getting the proper help and mm-hmm. not just listening to podcast yeah, shows for help that they really, really need. So we decided to focus our energy more on the content creation and what we can share and hopefully people can learn or see themselves through that information, but not so much the like one-on-one advising with the less, the letters. So we remove that. So, you know, that's the cool part of having a show that's under your power too. You can kind of trial and error, twist and turn, reconfigure. And I think Absolutely. we really found our rhythm. Yeah. And shout out to the Speakers Network for not interfering with our creative control and that part of the process that's something that is not missed on me i'm very 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 grateful for that because it's um not typical that you have as much creative control in the content and the direction of the content of your show as we do and ownership 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 yeah Yeah, so i'm really really grateful for that so just want to just wanted to give loudspeakers a shout out for that that's Mm -hmm. all what about Mm -hmm. you asante what are some episodes that just like stick out in your mind i always think about uh, the crypto episode because it was just so like yes. ahead of its time even though it was so like late Talk in the game it. but early then you know what I'm saying like it was mm-hmm. like damn this really like a lot of people really could have been on but it still was like a lot of people was like I still need more information and I was one of those yes. but even then I remember I was like I had lost out on some money and it was still early then so it's like <laughs> dang so the crypto one always is like a standout to me um, I love when we do any of the music episodes, uh, specifically like white radio. I know we got to do white radio so again, fun. but like yeah, whenever we, we talked about up. like old boy bands and girl groups and stuff like that, that was super super fun. Um, any of the Budgetista episodes, <laughs> uh, I don't want to pick out one artist episode because I don't want nobody feeling no kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Like you know Chica, <laughs> Ari, you know even shout out to Natasha, yeah, uh, like yeah. so many people are here. But like yeah, it was just yeah. so special to have Don Rashard on the show, like. Yes, Everybody knows how much I love her. 
Like Estelle. she is still the shit. Estelle, Damn, we like bomb artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had some amazing people on here, and I don't want Mama nobody D. feel no kind of way. Not Mama D. Um, unless <laughs> that's she the name that you call. Oh, you a nigga in Hawaii. <laughs> Remember when that caller called in? Hey, I'm a black person in Hawaii. Also, you said nigga in Hawaii. T.S. Madison fell out laughing. And the artist that joined us on tour as well. Oh, my we God. Were touring. Yes. We had Xavier Omar perform in D.C. He closed out the show, which is mm-hmm. so crazy to think about. Crazy. Xavier fucking Omar. Jesse yes. Boykins the third. Jesse Boykins. Closed out our show in L.A. Like, we had the honor, you know, to, to work with a lot of our favorite artists in different cities, too. Much love yes. to Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony. Claude Kelly, Lewis York, the Shandellas. talent. Mm-hmm. Like, we're so fortunate to have mm-hmm. them, you know, with the original. We was one of the first motherfuckers with original intro music. Why are you playing? Mm-hmm. Okay, you on your soldier boy. Put some respect. Like, right, hello? <laughs> Drake! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Hell yeah. Oh, and last yeah. but not least, I love any of the sci-fi episodes, too, because just hearing y'all's reaction to stuff is always gold. <laughs> And I feel right. like that's going to be continue to be a running thing with the way that the world works with technology and science. And just randomly, last honorable mention, the Black History episode that we did this year where I talked about the Black inventors and stuff like that. That was a great that episode. That was fun. I love whenever that we can talk about it. I love when we can talk about anything Black on this show. <laughs> and when mm-hmm. it's like in that Black business pocket, I know a lot of people that, a lot of people randomly that I meet that work these like really cool jobs like lawyers and professors and stuff they listen to our show and i'm like looking at them like wow you are esteemed and you listen to mm-hmm. our show thank you so much ain't that so, something I, I hate that i think that but sometimes i'd be shocked at the people that be like i listen i'm like you i never would have thought that's but then great. you know you meet people like Kia, and you're like oh well of course there has to be people like that are up there and they like enjoying our stuff so like thank you like thanks for giving like mm-hmm. making me feel like i have I'm going to receive the baton one day. You know, like I have a piece of that degree. It's all coming together <laughs> like from the listeners and stuff. Yes. I'm right. What about you, Fred? I love what your, that. Your top episodes. Um, well, you know, I love the psych when we get in our mm-hmm. psych bags, mm-hmm. like just really breaking down, not mental health from more anecdotal like stories, but really just breaking down science and research mm-hmm. and looking that up. Like Dustin said, that epigenetics episode to me was powerful, you know, and the response to it to this day in the seven years we've done this is still one of our highly highest rated episodes. And that's cool because that was risky to do a science episode that was that dense, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as the research and information, but people loved it. And it was a reminder of the range of our audience too. like, yeah, they're going to joke with us. Yeah, but they're down to get in the bag, you know, And, and that was really eye-opening for me too because it was like I'm not a scientist I'm not a therapist but I love the exploration and study and just the research and hearing like what are new developments and Mm -hmm. and to have a platform where we can kind of like dissect that together and figure Mm -hmm. out what it means to us incredible it's just incredible and it felt so good and then I was happy that we kind of just like continued including that like we got into the theater masks episode, remember, which I thought was really, really powerful and impactful. And the good kid, Mad City, yep. you know, the which was about the side effects of, of being the quote unquote good kid in your family and yep. what that meant about you and compliance and how that changes your personality over time. I mean, like we've really gotten in our psych bag in really dope ways, um, really like relatable ways too. 
because yeah. we're not scientists. So like the way we break it down is very homegirl, homeboy <laughs> on the <Yeah>. street, <laughs> having a conversation on the porch type vibe. So it's literally I like core, that. It's literally core friend zone because it's like we're talking about it's like friend our, zone to, we're talking yeah. about some of this information. Some of it's new. Some of it's, you know, widely known, just not so dissected. Then we apply it to ourselves and how it relates to us. So that's why it's so relatable. We share without oversharing because it's not like we're trying to just put our business out there for like some hot take to get ta- picked up. So then I wish the fuck I would. You know what I'm saying? Like people, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I hate to keep going back here. It's just like, like Fran, you, as I was saying for that, the epigenetics episode, like you did that research. I remember anytime you do a, some sort of study, like you back it up with additional studies, you define things, you have some research to go alongside, like you just really take the time out. And again, this goes back to me on YouTube. You were literally putting together essentials. Like you're painting a whole picture to start this conversation and that people can take these from the episode and either continue with themselves, their friends, their family. So it's like perfect and it's essential. And that's why there's so many like great episodes, but more episodes from you, friend. Yeah, I love that. And then obviously much more of those to come. And I'm with Dustin, the true crime. I felt like that was a great pivot for us because we all love true crime. Everyone on this show, some more than others. (laughs) (laughs) We always talk about the podcasts we listen to and the documentaries on Netflix. and, And so it just... It was something we wanted to try. And I remember remember I was like, you guys, I, I think I want to do like a true crime style episode with y'all be down. Y'all were like, yo, let's, let's rock let's it. <laughs> and it was perfect because I broke down the story. And then with y'all's commentary and reactions to hmm. the Natalia Grace, I mean, when I tell you it was podcast butter, like it was so, it was gold. I it wish was we could gold. have an appearance in the movie. And it made me so happy because that, once again, that's a risk. You know, like, how you come out with a true crime episode, people be like, what the fuck is this? But the response to this day, people say that they'll play it on road trips. It's like their go-to when they don't feel good and they just need to laugh. And it's sort of like become a friend zone staple episode where if you could pin an episode to the the top of your (laughs) streaming service, I feel like that would be one of them because... The way that y'all came in with your reactions because of the twists and turns in that story, <laughs> it was just so good. I was I so got proud mad of all over again. <laughs> Speaking of getting mad all over again from documentaries, this week's warning signs for those of you who subscribe on our Patreon, which if you don't, hey, hey, now hey. would be a great time to go to patreon.com slash the friend zone podcast and sign up. Um, warning signs this week is going to be my reaction to the Manti Teo documentary on netflix oh my god i watched um, that i was hollering from start to finish no i'm just gonna tell you <laughs> <laughs> that bitch naya is crazy it's about fucking i don't even know what betsy, the, the fucking betsy bug like okay no. she crazy as a bag of doorknobs and man i tell you you crazy for falling going along with it <laughs> But I'm gonna get more on that. More on that. Wait, all I gotta say is when when she she was like, "I'm alive," and he was like, "What?" <laughs> but I will say he has aged gracefully. That man, wow, he has. But it's just like he looks you saw great. Dumb. You know what I'm saying? I know, like, but he looks like, great. It's like the fantasy is like gone. Cause like when I he know, used to, know. you know, them Polynesians and shit, they can dance, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, so it was like a blackness almost that was, you know what I mean? Like, a, 
But it just it but almost, did his dad ooh. crack you up though? Because yeah. his dad, you could tell, is like you stupid as fuck. But he didn't want to say that. Hey, but his face kept saying that in every episode. <laughs> wait a minute, his for his mom. The fact that it opened with his mama saying, "I can, t- I absolutely hate Naya, uh, Renaya." <laughs> So this is what you're breaking down on Patreon. I just want to talk a little bit about it on Patreon Mm -hmm. tonight. That's all. So that'll be everyone watch and then run over the Patreon. That motherfucking Manti Teo documentary had me in (laughs) stitches. I'm like, this is what everybody. It was. It was absolutely good, but it was just everybody in it crazy. Everybody from top it was to it was a wild story. I still can't believe that someone can be taken on that much of a ride. Like I know not everyone is as sharp or equipped to like be in the world but wow wow anyway <laughs> here's my other question for y'all yes. in these seven years of doing this show what has been the most surprising development of whether it's about yourself about your knowledge of business like what's something that you didn't anticipate being a shift from just being a part of a podcast leaving my job Mm. That's real. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna be leaving my job. Like what? Very real. And then to like be thinking, to, well, to not even think about the job, or when I do think about the job, be like, damn, that's crazy that I worked at that job. Or think about going back at that job. <laughs> I can't man, wow, that's crazy that I could not go back to that job, and I won't go back to that job. It's like everything. Look, I y'all Probably know on I the not... other side. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I know that I talk a lot of shit about Kanye West, but I, for one, don't care that he is making people go through them trash bags because people that are about his BS are going to go through those damn trash bags and they should not, (laughs) but they will. And that is going to be their crosses to bear. Now, if it was some nice shit, he wanted to hang up and and stuff and maybe I could look at him. Oh, okay. You know, this is nice. But I think that shit is funny and it is genius. And it almost kind of makes it relatable to certain homeless people because like are you too good to just go to the bottom of this bag there's a certain dynamics there (laughs) that i find super interesting so i think that it's crazy that i did this podcast uh got to relate to other people like there were people that were like i hate my job too (laughs) listening and now there are people that are like i don't work my job no more either and they still listen i'm like well what do you like? Why you graduated? And like that's why I keep listening because y'all still growing too. And it's like, well, I'm still growing. Like people in passing, the listeners, they always just have such great energy for us too. And I don't do it. I don't do this for the fans. I just do this because it's natural to want to do something for other people. To me, like that's how I look at it. So when other people are like into it, that's like such a great plus. But it's literally to me just coming to hang out with y'all and create something beautiful. And so that they're just such great pluses that came out of this as opposed to working so hard to pay my rent and get these short-term things. And then doing this, I can pay my rent. I can travel. Sometimes I'm traveling based on this. Like it opens so many other doors that I just didn't even imagine were going to ever open. Like they weren't part of, they weren't part of my long-term plan doing a podcast or really some of it doing anything really. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I agree with everything you said, Asante. It's even leaving my job because I too didn't quit that narcotic. Okay. And I ain't <laughs> never going back to work for nobody damn body else again in my life. But real. I think that my patience has grown a lot with this show. You know what I mean? And, mm. and my my worldview, I've become way more tolerant, way more um not only accepting of but appreciative of people's differences and just different things and experiences that were different from me. And I love that because that's who I've always been at my core is a fair, 
person of integrity who wanted, you know what I'm saying, fair shit for everybody. So I love that this show has allowed me to have experiences and see parts of the world and shit that I may otherwise have not. Because I used to be real, like, like Khalees, like talented, you know what I'm saying? But just and mad as hell, just angry. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gifted, but gutter. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, like Khalees, you know what I'm saying? Just get them, give a fuck, yelling at the top of my lungs and just weapon brandishing with my words. Just like, ah, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, I used to be just like her. Talented, you know what I'm saying? But maybe too strong sometimes. But now, you know, it's like I'm just more relaxed and confident. Yell, la, la, la. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. You know, that's how she be. La, 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 Khalifa. Down on the fire. You know, that's how she, that's how she, but I'm not like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have really mellowed out and I appreciate that for this show. Another thing I'm appreciative of when it comes to this show, right? Is how far reaching the show is, right? Oh, so yeah. they still laughing. He is off the camera. No, because, no, because. <laughs> Ah! You know, I was, I was just now like her. Did it on mute. <laughs> I used to be just like Khalees, you know, really oh. talented and gifted, but just a hothead. You know what I'm saying? Please Volatile. But I'm not like that anymore. The talented part, yes, but I mellowed out. Now, another thing that I really appreciate is like how far reaching our show has gone. I thought it was so cool that that guy stopped that girl in the street in Japan and she was listening to the friend zone. That, that kind was, of that shit, you can't. That was so fucking cool. I still need to that post that. It's some so magical shit, right? Cool. Like that is magic. Mm-hmm. Even like when I was in DC last week, the initiative 71 compliant <laughs> cannabis gift shop that I went to. <laughs> You're killing me with this. <laughs> <laughs> because they, cause what y'all ain't going to do is get me involved in none of that legal bullshit. <laughs> uh-uh-uh. Okay. So let me be no real clear. Okay, let me be crystal clear. But when I went in there though, I just went, I asked one of my friends, shout out to my boy, Jack, uh, Lofton. Jack. Shout out to you, Jack. Hey, Jack. Yo. Hi, Jack. Hey, Jack. Oh, so, shout out to Jack. Jack. But Jack put me on and he told me that's where I should go. So, I went. And when I went in, it just so happened the gentleman that um, helped me once I got into the establishment was a listener of the show. He oh, told me that's that the owner, <laughs> the owner of the shop was a listener to the show as well. So, I was, hey. I was already going to promote their business on the show in the black business segment this week because I had such a positive experience. So finding out that they fuck with the show, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was just like, and that kind of magic you can't buy, you can't create that, that, you know, you can't, you can't (laughs) fake that. Like that's either, that's a connection with your audience that you either have or you don't. And so I'm just Mm -hmm. really grateful that we were fortunate enough. That's the magic of all of this kind of work that we do. Um, It's a lot of, of tedious, uh, focus driven work but when it is special in ways like that it you just you can't replicate that and it makes it all worth it so that's all yeah that's along the lines of of my favorite part of having mm-hmm. been on the show for seven years is the connection with people too like mm-hmm. when you're traveling flight attendants slipping yes. notes on the napkins you know yes. like i love you or you know or you go to a store to buy clothes and and they're like oh mm-hmm. you changed my life and mm-hmm. you know x y and z ways and i think we we come on the show every week and we have a lot of fun but i think we forget that 
we have been like deeply integrated into people's lives. You know, that's why they get mad at us when we miss a week or if the show's an hour late. And sometimes that can be frustrating because it's like, give us a break. But I do understand that they have put us in such specific mm-hmm. pockets of their day, whether it's the commute to work or while they're doing laundry or whatever, uh, or just the connection to hearing our voices, that consistency, that familiarity, you know, and, I think that that's so cool how so even cool. the young lady walking in Japan, like she's just walking yeah, God man. knows where, just walking the streets, listening to our voices, something right, about that. Okay, girl. Right? Hey, girl. We love you. Um, something about that is so cool. Um, I mean, there have been influencers in different countries that have tapped in with us, you know, just... Yep. Literally. Making content around our content for their, you know, more customized to their communities and what they're going through and kind of like riffing off of our work and just the cool ways that we've just connected with people around the world. I mean, it has its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the cons is sometimes people take you a little too deeply and forget they don't actually know you mm-hmm. and don't know everything about you and just like this is just one part of our of our lives and then they become a little bit rabid about wanting to know the aspects that you don't share and then they take it upon themselves to read to find those things and share it amongst themselves like a little secret society of haha i know this you know and that's yeah. a little like strange cuz you would think that people would be more respectful of like creatives they think are cool. Like I, that's, this is all you want me to know. Cool. I'll stay in that pocket because I love what you put out in the world. But that rabid nature that does come out to me is kind of the creepy side (laughs) of Mm -hmm. being visible and weekly. It just, it makes me, it's a little bit of a violation. And sometimes it makes me second guess how visible I want to be, how much I want to share because there are people with that mentality. But I've learned to just focus on the ones that respect boundaries and are cool. And even when you are walking there, people will say, I'm not going to touch you. I remember we were with uh, Crystal and somebody said, I know you hate being stopped. I know you hate hugs to Crystal. And I thought that was so funny. And then they turned to me and said, but can I hug you, friend? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but they knew Crystal don't play that. And that to me is cool. You know, it's like someone that already knows who and what they can do, what. My thing is them people are the minority, unfortunately. And so I I just have to just swallow this pill. We talk about vitamins and supplements. (laughs) I swallow this pill. Like that just comes with the territory. And, you know, just hope that it don't come to a point where you got to beat nobody up. You know what I mean? That's really all you can do. And we're so blessed. We're so blessed. And And we're so blessed on top of that, too. We're too blessed to be stressed, friend. That's it. So that's why that's we just it. get dressed. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, I, you know, but, and I'm just, at the end of the day, it's just nothing but gratitude. I'm so, so grateful. Oh to my God. So grateful able for the way my life this. has changed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like so grateful mm-hmm. for, for all of this. It's never too much work for me. It's never too much of an effort for me. Um, I have so much, I have an immense, tremendous amount of respect for this show. And I just, I'm so, so grateful. And I recognize the blessing that it is in my life. And I try to treat it with the reverence and respect that it deserves. I do. Amen. Um, you know, and that's just some, that's just on the for oh, real period. side. Yeah. 
I love it. Any final words y'all want to share before? I just wanted to take some time to celebrate the show, ourselves, the listeners, because this seven years, that's that's a feat. Cannot mm-hmm. say that in passing. Just shout out to everybody. It's been a long road. Wow, that's funny. That was a Star Trek theme song. Um, It's just been a long road. It's been amazing. It's been great. They got roads up there? No, and it was funny. It, it was like, why would the they make that the theme? So you know what I'm saying? Like, it was one of them power ballads, and you know, in the power ballads, they always on a road or something. You know, they be like, I'm on the road, here I go again, on my on own. my own. That's yeah, one of my see? favorite songs. And what's Coming the next down line? the only road I see, ever yeah, know. They have road, damn it. For a second, I'm gonna say, damn, they don't got like road. Like a drifter, I line. was born to walk alone. <laughs> I love that song. Yes. Love everybody. Yeah, uh, so I, we were just talking about people that come up to us. Just shout out to any and everybody that's come up. I know for some of y'all, it's very hard to do so. So some of y'all kind of spaz out, and it's kind of funny to watch. And not funny in the laughing at you way, but just funny that you would think so highly of me to like be spazzing out. So that's crazy to me. Some of y'all be with y'all partners, and y'all just can't say us, like be friends. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Pardon me. Some of y'all be. Uh, going weird going uh i don't even know what to say excuse me i i don't know how to do better like if you replace me. spaz or going dumb you know what i'm saying it's like but i feel like even going dumb like is that gonna not be bad too is that gonna not be to bad dump too? somebody dumb See, me and words just not even gonna do it for the ones of for those of y'all <laughs> that are nervous <laughs> i just appreciate y'all for taking the time out to practice and and talk to us i i wish some of you would use a little bit more uh, restraint because when you yell my name down the street and it's like two o'clock in the morning, it's a little different. <laughs> I <laughs> but, miss those days. <laughs> you know, unless you buy, unless we have to spy and you buying drinks or something, you know, it's a little People different. People yelling from across the train platform used to be the funniest. Friend, I would be like, God damn. <laughs> Hey. Don't you gotta, don't you miss when we would ride the train uptown together, and like sometimes we would see uh, people yes. and they would like see us like playing in episodes and stuff. Yes. Like the, the, what a goal! But they moment. would, but it used to crack me up, and they'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing on the train? Like, what you mean? <laughs> All right. like, I going home? Um, I miss <laughs> going. I know y'all either. don't. I know y'all don't. But and it, so you don't have to. Right? I already so know what you say about to say. <laughs> I already know what you miss about going to, to the studio no? so damn much. The oh, studio for those people tour. that don't know. Oh, I miss being on. You know, I miss tour life. I'm a rock star, so you already know. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, same for real. But same. like, uh, I, um, miss I miss I miss tour life so much, so damn much. Shout out to Michelle, mm-hmm. our incredible tour manager. Oh, Michelle, yes. um, love you, love you, Michelle. And I also miss going to the studio. I miss uh, I miss that rubbing I elbows miss the with studio. the the, the music studio. talent that would be in there, and also the other mm-hmm. media talent that would be in the studio. Shout out to our girl Love Perfection who is doing her yeah. damn thing oh, as yeah. a producer um, in a creative period in LA. Love you, girl. Um, but I just, I miss being in the studio. I miss that feeling. I miss the smoking room, the conversations in there. Yes. I miss the Buddha. album release party. Buddha. Shout out to yeah. Buddha. Shout out, Shout to, out to everybody. He was a producer that yep. was next door to us, so we got super tight. Man. Oh, I miss that. I Shout do miss the community aspect. <laughs> lip service. Oh, Shout out to my girl, it. Gigi, <laughs> Angela, everybody. Like, okay. Congra- congratulations to Angela Yee, too. Yes. Big show. congrats. Nationally Give it up for Angela Yee, goddammit. I love, I love to see that. I love seeing her every week, too. Remember you'd pass and she'd be yep. getting her makeup done? Her makeup done. done. <laughs> like, we, yep. Just all those little moments Super that sweet. I do miss. I so do sweet. Miss Shout out to Angela and all the girls over there <laughs> at Lip Service. <laughs> Not- <laughs>
Fuck y'all. Uh, but <laughs> shout out to Lip Service and shout out to my girl. Did y'all see Gigi on um on P Valley? Oh yes, oh God, yes. Yeah, yes. Gigi McGuire, our girl Gigi was, from Lip Service was on P Valley. Get out she was yeah. on the game the dancers and flowers. It was her, Jessica Dime, and Jocelyn Hernandez. <laughs> Which and, and Miami Tip. Yep. yep. Oh, I have to I have to look It's a Cinderella so episode. Fly. Yeah. Congratulations, Gigi. I know that was dope as hell. I was like, look at my look at Gigi. Motherfucker. Gigi was Gigi always McGuire. so nice. Always so, so nice. sweet. Every Love time. Her. Like so I just yeah. miss the studio. The studio was just so much fun to me. We work yeah. with such great talent. All them engineers that would be in there. Oh my so god, dope. all the young engineers yes. that we got to kind of grow up with. And you know what? It was fun for us too to mm-hmm. come in there. Our energy was different, I think, when you're in the same room. Mm-hmm. Like the banter, you can kind of feed off of the energy a little differently. I mean, I know virtually I'm glad we can still do the show, especially through the pandemic, but yes. it definitely was bomb to be able to sit in the room with y'all in the studio seeing them boards i just Mm -hmm. you know like i just i love the studio i do and i always did y'all know that and i used to love having like dates come up to the studio remember that i would have people like come to the studio (laughs) i used to be like you can just just come (laughs) to the studio or whatever you know what i'm saying we leave Remember that one time? <laughs> and they were always walking like, "Wow, yeah. look at the, look at Dustin's job." Yeah, remember that one time I left. Remember the one that that one came and picked me a couple that came up there in cars. You remember? Not a couple. Remember the white BMW friend? I do remember yeah. one that was fine. And I was like, wait a minute with the lock. And you were like, oh no, that's my friend. I was like, okay, well. Oh, yeah. But you, oh, hey, friend. <laughs> you, you know who about? I'm talking about? <laughs> Hey, friend. <laughs> Woo-hoo. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I miss the studio. On that, note. <laughs> on that note. And the listeners, thank you so much for the consistency on your end, because obviously your energy helps make this show go around. You got constantly oh, yeah. sharing, leaving comments, liking, reposting, even cutting clips of your favorite parts and, and posting it on your social media. All that is super helpful. Even the likes on, um, because I know now on Spotify, you can actually like a podcast, five-star ratings and all that. Thank you for that, for the comments on those too. And just the years of of sharing your stories. Like that's why we made the recap segment to integrate your thoughts and opinions, whether you disagreed, whether you were unhappy with ours, but we wanted to kind of create an open dialogue. So it's not just our show but it's like our show the yeah. listeners included so thank you to you because you're just as big of a part of the show as we are so that's it just wanted to celebrate 350 episodes seven years shout out to the friend zone 350 yes. i'm getting drunk tonight hell yeah <laughs> i didn't even know that shit I'm, i swear to god Sunday, what you doing well, i'll text you afterwards i'm gonna say tonight. how you to- gonna Celebrate. I'm about to go to the What's game the with. I'm about to go to the game. Oh damn! Okay, okay, oh, that's okay, right. Okay. That's right. Well, over the weekend, keeping in mind. Yep. <laughs> hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have one million dollars in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. 
Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. And now let's bring in the wind chimes. Today we're joined by Jessica Jones of Food Heaven. So you said it's not Food Heaven Made Easy anymore. It's just We food dropped heaven. the Made Easy. Yeah, <laughs> we dropped the Made Easy. I'll make sure. So it's just the it's just the Food Heaven legally and on Instagram. Okay. Our website oh. though we yes, our website though is still Food Heaven Made Easy just because we couldn't get that domain name yet. But okay. um, yeah. Okay. Sign a petition. Give it up for name change. Give it up for name change. All right. (laughs) So Jessica, for those, oh, go ahead, Asante. No, I was just gonna say, you know, you know, you're doing something right when you can drop some words. You know, you just shorten it a little bit, so it's classy. Now you have more, you know, capabilities, move around in more rooms. Mm. And everyone knows who they are anyway. You know, fame. Well, no matter. Drop the last name. It's all good. We're definitely not on friend zone level. Oh, please. Oh, Lord, please. So Jessica is a registered dietitian, a certified diabetes educator as well, and, and has a master's degree in nutrition. And your brand focuses on sustainable and inclusive paths to wellness, which is why I always love having you on because you are just... The range, okay, the range of knowledge that we can tap into that you blessed us with over the years. Your partner couldn't be here today, but mad love to Wendy, who we love so much as well from the Food Heaven Gang. Yes. Right? Anything you wanted to say before I start picking your brain about vitamins? She's like, no, let's just jump right in. No, just, yeah, (laughs) pouring out a little bit of a... Rum for Wendy. For the <laughs> she is with us in spirit. In spirit. Um, <laughs> and always honored to be on this podcast. This is like a big break for me. So, oh, appreciate well, we it. We love having you. So, <laughs> what I, I tapped in with Jessica because, like I mentioned a few weeks back, I had wanted to have a wellness segment about vitamins and supplements, mm-hmm. but I figured it would make most sense to have someone who was registered and licensed to speak on the proper way to consume vitamins if we even need it. And just overall helping me facilitate the conversation, you know, from from someone who knows what they're talking about. So I tapped in with Jessica. Um, Strange enough, you had an episode about vitamins and supplements literally the same week as well. So it was in alignment already in your head, already on your tongue. Right. So yeah, I put out a prompt on the friend zone Twitter to ask, you know, what questions people had, especially our listeners um, about vitamins, just to make sure to make it inclusive of everyone's needs that's listening. And we got almost 100 questions, which shocked me because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a vitamin question. I'm right. sure it's random. And I thought maybe two, three people at most would have something to say, but Seems like it is a hot topic. So I sent Jessica a couple of the questions just so that she could, you know, check it out and let me know what she thought and pick her faves. Um, But I'm just going to jump right in so that we can get these questions answered. So Mm -hmm. one of the biggest questions we got is 
someone asked, should we get tested so we can focus on actual deficiencies or do we just take what we think we need? Mm. That is a great idea uh, or a great question and also a great idea to get tested. So you can get a lot of different levels checked. For example, um, you can test your levels of many of the different minerals uh, to see like, you know, I've been low in iron before um, and you could check your B12 and that way, you know, for a fact, do I actually need to supplement with this thing? Cause like half the time people may check their B12 and they realize like, Oh, it's my range is normal. Like I probably don't need to be taking all these supplements. Um, So that's one way that you can know, do you need supplements? Now there are some supplements that you may take because they have been studied to be effective um, for certain conditions. Like for example, there's research to show that uh, taking omega-3 fatty acids or fish oils might be helpful in lowering your triglyceride levels. Um, So that's like one example. There's so many examples, but that's one where it's like maybe you can't necessarily, um, you know, do a uh, check to see if you need to take that. I mean, I guess the check would be like, are your triglycerides high? But like there's certain cases like that as well. Okay. Okay. So what do the triglycerides do? Ooh, that is a good question. So um, triglycerides are basically like fat in the blood. um, And when those are elevated, it can just cause um, different problems with like, you know, potential heart health or things like that. So we don't want those to be too high. We want to make sure that we keep them under a certain level. And that's where like dietary changes can have an effect. Or like I said, taking the omega-3 fatty acids can help to lower triglyceride levels. Copy. Yes. Thank you. I do take the omega-3s, the fish oils I am a fan of. Um, uh, Fran, I'm going to give it right back to you, but I do have questions. So Mm -hmm. just take it right back and I will (laughs) ask when I'm allowed. (laughs) No, no, no. Jump in, jump in. Cause that way we can do just because and our personal questions. You know, like how you were saying, it's timely. This is timely for me because I go through these phases where I'm like, you know, I'm getting older. Let me get the multivitamin or whatever. And then sometimes I'll take (laughs) them and like I'll get like bloated or something like it just doesn't feel right. And I'm like, I've been drinking tons of water. I've been eating like I don't know why I still feel this way. I'll try to wait like an adjustment period. And then I'm like, nope, it's been like two weeks now. I got to get out this game. So what are some tips you can offer? Would you just offer me maybe you should just go get tested for those deficiencies? Or is there like a, a personal outcome? me one could do when picking out um, a general multivitamin or like a starter kit for what vitamins they might be deficient in? Yeah, well, I think first with the bloating, um, because that is a common complaint that I get from a lot of people that I work with. So it could be that you are just taking a lot of pills at one time. Like that's what it is for many people. Even if I do like the these, one a day? Oh, you just do one a day? I would pick the easiest vitamin. I don't like to take a bunch of them. Okay. And I will still feel like, so should I take one every couple of days or I'll try to skip out? You could try that. I The next thing I was going to say was, because um, some of them it's like one serving is like 10 vitamins or whatever, like five. So that could be a lot hitting your system at once. And it's a lot of concentrated nutrients in your stomach. So if it's not that, then you already mentioned food. Like you said, you're taking them with food. Yes. I don't normally eat a lot. So when I take vitamins, I feel like I get that hunger pang. So I try to keep my system with something in it. So it's not like, I don't feel like that. Oh, you're going to die feeling like all the time. Like I try to wait for it. You're like, Oh, this is hungry time. But when I feel it like 
often or for too long, I'm like, this does not feel natural. So I'm going to keep eating or try to eat to get this to subside. And it just does not until I've let the vitamins leave my system. Okay, so you could try eating and then taking the vitamins. Have you tried that? I have tried a little bit of everything. Because, you know, it a tells you sometimes it'll tell you take with food. Sometimes it'll tell you take 15 yeah. to 45 or 30, like whatever that window is. So sometimes I'll wait until I've been awake for a certain period of time. Like I've tried a little bit of everything, but I haven't okay. tried a lot of different vitamins. This is with like some of the ones I have uh, left over and they're not expired because I checked. That's that what I was going to ask too, because I know certain brands just don't agree. <laughs> like I've taken yeah. certain multivitamins and the brand just did not do well with my tummy. Like I felt nauseous or like a little jittery and then you'll switch to a different brand and you'll be fine so i, I think it's trial and error mm. too with what I works for that. your body yeah so i need to stop a lot of people the asked Diana. about that though a lot of people ask about the nausea like how do yeah. they yeah how do they work with that especially if it's a, a vitamin that they actually feel is helping but they yeah. have to deal with so much in between that so I'll tell you what I personally do <laughs> with the vitamins I take. I take them before bed because I then do that too. I, and then, then you just go, go to sleep. sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't have to really, cause I get the hack. nausea regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I take it with food without, like it doesn't matter. So I take it before bed and then I don't feel any nausea and it's fine. But it just depends. Some you have to take it. certain times a day, like just Try food first, try after food, right after, um, make sure you're having a lot of water to help wash things down and then see if before bed works. Yeah. I ain't never did before bed. So, you know, we going to try that out <laughs> on the next go round. Bedtime routine. Yes. Um, one of the questions was asking about gummies and the drinks. Are they as effective as the capsules? Somebody said, or am I just eating candy for breakfast? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's a really good question. The gummies, um, they are somewhat effective, but they are going to potentially be less effective than a capsule because you have to think of about it just like logically. It's like the gummy has more added in there to add like more fillers and things to add all that flavor. So of course that's going to mean like less room for the nutrients. Um, also, just one thing, I, I mean, I haven't seen a study on this per se, but one thing I'm thinking too is like a lot of times the capsules um, are created in a way that like don't break down immediately if they don't mm. need to, like the, the the coating. And so I'm just thinking with the gummies, like if you needed a vitamin to stay intact until it got to different parts of your digestive system, like let's just say some probiotics, like you want to mm-hmm. wait until they get to your gut, right? Like it might not be the most effective, but it, I think it's still like, if you feel like you definitely need a supplement and there's a reason for taking it and a gummy, like I have patients where they cannot swallow pills and like the gummy is what works for them. I love gummies myself. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> what's that? Or kids. Yeah. Um, the problem with gummies too, is like, they taste so good that you like, I find more. myself like popping more and it's like, wait <laughs> right. a minute, it's been, yeah, I've taken 10 gummies and then that becomes dangerous. So it's just like, right. okay, now what gummies are we talking about now? Just so we're clear. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, not those. <laughs> no, not those. Like I would just say like the Costco, you know, multivitamin gummies, like but it's just, yeah, I think it's, and again, like if you go and you get your, your vitamin D checked and it's like, that's low and you're taking a gummy to help raise it, you you also can get it rechecked and see like, did it bring it up? And then maybe it's like gummy works really well for you. Mm. Right. 
Someone asked, our body only takes in micronutrients in limited quantities, right? So when we eat vitamins on top of a balanced diet, are we just paying for it to end up in our pee? Or is there an actual benefit? Is it just expensive pee? That's their question. (laughs) Yes. So supplements, like within the term supplement, right? You are supplementing. You are not replacing. right. Right. So it's like... There are certain people who do need supplements because, like, for example, let's just say vitamin D and melanated folks. Like, yes, our skin is protective, right? Which is a good thing. That's why, you know, we tend to maybe have less wrinkles. I don't know. But at the same time, like that, it protects us from the sun, but that protection also (coughs) makes it harder for our skin to synthesize vitamin D from the sun. Um. And so it really, like, it means that we may have to supplement um, with taking, you know, the vitamin D. So I think it it really just depends on why you're taking it. And if you're somebody where it's like your levels are all fine, you're feeling great, like there's no real reason for taking a vitamin and you're also eating a balanced diet, yeah, maybe it is just creating expensive pee because you're taking it in excess of what you, you would need. Okay. Someone asked, is it possible to take too many vitamins? Absolutely. A couple thoughts on that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question. It is, because for some people, they might think I need everything. I don't feel good. I need everything. It's like more is more. But no, it's Mm -hmm. not more is more. It does not apply here. Um, Okay, so there's one thing called the upper limit. So all vitamins... Most of them have um, an established what we call upper limit, and it's different for every vitamin. And that means like the amount that you can take until you get um, into a place of toxicity. Like what those toxicity symptoms are may be different for everybody or different per vitamin, but like we don't want to be in that place. Um, I can give you guys the... the um, the link on that, like where you can find like all the upper limits per vitamins, but that's something I'm using with my patients like every day, like, Oh wait, you're taking like 5,000 international (laughs) units of whatever. Like, no, let the upper limit is 1000. So yes, you can take too much in, um, in that regard. Another thing is certain vitamins are water soluble and certain vitamins are fat soluble. So, uh, Fat-soluble vitamins are typically like vitamins A, D, E, and K. And what that means is that they go straight to your ass. (laughs) they're stored in your fatty tissue and so that's more of a problem because you mentioned peeing it out um so you wouldn't pee those ones out necessarily so you're at higher risk of developing a toxicity versus like your b vitamins and like vitamin c it's easier to pee it out so it also depends on what vitamins as well Mm. i take a lot of vitamin c in the winter so i probably am going above the top limit is that what the, mm. the, the verbiage you use? Right? Yeah. I know I go above because I be limit. taking like upper limit, upper room, all of it. I'll be taking like <laughs> 2,500, you know what I'm saying? Whatever vitamin C because I just want to yeah. protect myself. I feel like that's all I got. Right. From all the codes yeah. and foods. Yeah. And, and vitamin C, um, that one you might experience some GI discomfort, like gastrointestinal. like So just pay, be, mm. be on the lookout for that. Okay. All right. Or take this. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, or take less. Yeah, because yeah. the thing too is like there's something called bioavailability and also like how much your body can absorb at one time. Mm-hmm. And with many of these vitamins, it's like your body has what it can absorb and then 
it's done. And so we think like, oh, I'm just going to get more is better. Like, but no, it's like it becomes less bioavailable, like the more you're taking. So we also just don't want to be doing too much with it as well. Thank you. Mm. I feel stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I I only know from experience because I've taken (laughs) too much. Like my mom's like, take vitamin, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, why is my stomach burning? And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I'm way past the upper limit. And these are the symptoms. Definitely share that link and I'll post that um, in our description box. I know people are going to want to know that information. Yeah. Um, Someone else asked, are there vitamins that hinder the efficacy of other vitamins when taken together? Mm. Yes, there's actually a lot. And I was like even trying to compile like and I was like, there's just too, too many to um, to mention. I believe like one of them is. And I can even send you guys like a list if you want, but I think, I think it was like calcium inhibits like iron absorption. Um, but then there are certain ones I was going to mention on the flip side that help promote the absorption. So for example, like vitamin C is like well known to help with iron absorption. So there's some that are like going to be helpful and some that are going to be like hindering. And I think that's why it's also like taking too much is not a good thing because it's, it just gives you like what's happening is these vitamins are kind of like competing to be absorbed is really what it is. And so it's like when you're taking too many that have like similar pathways of absorption, then you have kind of issues with like, Oh, well this one's like, it's going to be decreased the absorption by like 50% or whatever. So, um, but there's just like so many, so I can compile that for you guys, like at least some of the more common ones and, and share it. Yeah. That'd be amazing for us. Um, one question that I actually had and I saw a couple of people ask as well is like if you're taking a multivitamin and it already has zinc, it already has iron, it already has all because it's a multivitamin. Why do we take additional vitamins of just zinc and just iron and everything else when I guess you would think that one pill would cover all bases? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a question I have, too. Like, right. You don't really. I mean, so just back to the upper limit. Here's the easiest way to tell without having to like look anything up. This is what I personally do is I go based on um, the percent daily value. So there are established daily values for every vitamin. The only thing is they do change um, based on like sex assigned at birth or if you're pregnant or age. So it's not like universal. But it's a good ballpark. So if you're taking vitamin C and you're looking at the label and it's like the percent daily value is um, Mm 5,000%, that's going to give you an indication like, oh, wait, I'm way over 100% of the daily value. Maybe this is too much. So when I'm looking at a multivitamin, I'm looking at percent daily, daily value of everything. Maybe there's one thing where it's like the percent DV is... 30%. And then I'm like, oh, this is something I really need to be taking at 100%. So I might supplement this with like, you know, taking zinc elsewhere. But I would think that zinc would be 100%. Um, With iron, because I know they had mentioned that and I just wanted to point out, like iron is one of those things that it is not in every multivitamin and it shouldn't be in every multivitamin because everybody should not be taking iron. Mm. Yeah, it, it just depends. That's why that's one of the ones where pretty much like dietitians and doctors will say like, get your levels checked before you start taking that. Right. Cause that is like the opposite of an antioxidant. You guys have heard of antioxidant before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Which, yeah. It just helps kind of like fight free radicals and mm-hmm. like disease damage in your body. Right. Iron is a pro So it does the opposite effect. That's not to say that it's 
bad and it, there's not some cases where you need it when your levels are low. But what happens is people are like, yeah, they're taking iron supplement and then somehow it's also in their multivitamin. Then they're eating like a lot of cereal, which they're not realizing cereal um, tends to have like vitamins and minerals in it as well. And sometimes it'll have like, you know, iron in your cereal. And if you're having like three cups a day, then you're like getting like way over what you need. So it is good to know like, what am I taking and what does it have and kind of cross-reference, you know, when you're coming up with your supplement routine. Right. Because I, I know so you designed. and I take ritual, the ritual multivitamin. And I feel good when I take ritual. Right. Someone asked that too. Like, should I be, does, does it matter if it's like designer multivitamins? Are they actually better in some capacity or does it really matter the brand? Yeah. Okay, so I have to say, full disclosure, we've worked with Ritual. Like, so they have sponsored we? our podcast. Okay, so. <laughs> but, but I actually like, like it, to be honest. It's same. It's, yeah, it's not a. It, like, we had a couple of ads, and I continue to take it and buy it on my <laughs> Me own. Me too. <laughs> so. I've been taking it for like five years, like, even when they weren't sponsoring. Yeah. So, I. Here's why I like Ritual. First of all, like, they. The places that they get, that they source all of the different vitamins and minerals. They put it on their website and they choose the most bioavailable form, which means the form that is going to be absorbed best by the body. Not all of them mm. do. So maybe it's more expensive for certain things. And also there's nothing that is more that I have seen that's like crazy, like 5,000% daily value. Most of the stuff is like a hundred or under. And I think some of them do have iron, but even the iron is like, it's not even at a hundred percent daily value. So that's why I do like ritual. Having said that, is it, if you are taking iron, is it helpful to get your levels checked? Like I have kind of a history of lower iron. So, and especially like people who menstruate, like during your cycle, we tend right. to lose a lot of blood. Lose so it more. can be, yeah. I think that's why they include some of it in their mm -hmm. women's, but, um, it's still always helpful to get tested. Okay. Asante, I know you had a question. No, you're, you're giving so many great tips for, you know, if I were in a GNC, just perusing the backs of bottles, because I didn't really know what the DV and, uh, the IU and all that meant. So I like that you're breaking that down. Is there anything else first glance, you know, like tip that you could provide me with? So I know that I may not necessarily need the iron or if I do, it don't need to be 5,000, like things like yeah. that. So I have um, a tip. It won't, would it be a first glance at the bottle tip? Um, but just in general, I tell people when we get outside of like multivitamins and we're starting to get into other supplements, it's always helpful to know if there's research to support what you're taking. Because when I tell you my patients, because that's like one of the first questions is like, what supplements are you taking? And then I get like a laundry list. And then I usually do it for them. I like do all the research, but mm -hmm. there's a really good website. It's called examine.com where, and that's what I use. And they um, do an analysis of all the research in a way that is very digestible. Mm -hmm. And it also tells you if things are harmful because a lot of times people don't realize supplements are not regulated <laughs> right. by the FDA. They don't regulate them. The <gasps> onus is on the manufacturer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some people mention They're that not as well. regulated. Pink sauce all over again. Here we go. <laughs> not, well, oh people are taking a lot of stuff and they don't really realize this. So it, the companies are the ones who are supposed to um, 
you know, make sure that it's safe. But what happens is a lot of times we don't know if it's safe until people start reporting that it's not. Um, and then sometimes supplements don't even, if they get like independent, like third party tested, they don't even have what they say and the amounts that they say. Man, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So there's a whole nother website for that. I'll, I'll get to that one. But so examine is good because it tells you, assuming the supplement has what it says it has in it, it tells you the efficacy, like the effectiveness of it. So I will look everything up on there. And if it's like, oh, the evidence is very weak for whatever you're using it for, I might share that with my client and say, hey, maybe like you're wasting money on this. Like I probably wouldn't take it. But maybe if you really want to try something, like here's another one that, you know, it has a lot of research to support it, right? So um, yeah, if you're buying stuff, I would definitely just triple check that examined website to see what it has to say. Um, and just knowing that like what they say on the labels and this and that, like, that's not always, you can't always take that is like fact. And I have a what question about, about the testing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm loving this. You know, I love when you came on last time, you know, we was completing the meals and the plates. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Fran, please continue. I'll wait. I have a question when you get tested, right? I know that they mm -hmm. make you aware of your deficiencies, but how do you know the dose that you need of each deficiency to make yourself feel better? Yeah. How, where does that information come in? Okay. That's a great question. So it really depends, um, on what it is and how deficient you are. Okay. Uh, vitamin D for example, if you are like very deficient in that, you might have to take like a mega dose, like once a week for eight to 12 weeks, like 50,000 international units. Um, will they tell you that or do you just have to well, like guess that just, you should? No, no, no. <laughs> It depends on your doctor. Usually okay. sometimes they don't always, I don't want to say they don't always know. That's like, what I was wondering. Like how, <laughs> how in depth is this test? <laughs> well, it's, it's a testing is, it gives you a result. It's just, it's, Sometimes providers will just be like, oh, I'm just going to give you this, like, just take this multivitamin dose. And in certain instances, that's not really going to be enough. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's like, if you're really like, I don't know, like, hmm, this person doesn't really seem like they're able to confidently answer my questions. That's when I might say, hey, can you refer me to the clinic dietitian? Right. Just talk this out a little more. I know that may not be accessible for everybody, but if you have that option in your clinic, use it's something it. you should ask that. I would use that option just to get started. Cause it does, I can't give a blanket recommendation, but if you want a place to start, that is a blanket recommendation. The link that I'm going to give you, it's going to tell you like, okay, these are the, the multivitamins. This is the amount that just people need who maybe aren't deficient or aren't in a disease state or whatever, um, based on, uh, you know, whether you're lactating, like whatever, and it'll tell you kind of a place to start. So that's one thing you could use. So I have okay. a question, Jessica. I'm tired of getting mm -hmm. slapped in the face with all this, all this whole CMOS conversation. What do you have to say <laughs> to the people who have supplemented Not or excuse me, substituted <laughs> CMOS as opposed to taking a traditional um, intake of vitamins, you know what I'm saying, in a supplement form? Because I've seen that, like, see, you don't need all that. Just eat, you know, shove all this sea moss up your ass. And you, you know what I mean? So, like, what is a... Yeah. 
To be honest, I don't even know about the CMOS. Okay, well, then that answers my question. Like, I'm not that, even in the well, loop. You know what? You know what? people. It's that my answers hotel. the question. You just okay. answered the question. So thank you. They, well, say you take, they say if you take CMOS, that apparently CMOS is one of the few things that has all the like nutrients and minerals that your body needs and you don't need anything else. And that's the, the story behind why people have flocked to it. And it's very popular right now. Right now, I I just have to say I don't I can look it up after I don't I have never had someone bring that to me but that's not to say it's not popular I also yeah Mm -hmm. if you look it up if you look it up just hit me and I'll add your update to next week's episode (laughs) (laughs) but usually if things are like touting this and that and that like the holy like I don't that would be um, especially when it's on stretch on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, if it's like a TikTok trend, like I'm I know I'm probably going to offend a lot of people. And I, again, I don't know. I'm going to look into it, but I don't find anything to be that magical unfortunately or else I don't know. I wouldn't have a job maybe. Yeah. And see, my whole thing is like you have literally retained information for the purpose of being knowledgeable of this, you know, subject and you don't know shit about CMOS. So I feel like if yeah. it was if it was important or something that was, you know, a part of this it, dietary universe that we desk. need to know about you. I, so thank you because you did effectively answer my question. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> thank you very much. I just, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. And I don't want to like anyone. Listen, here's the other thing. As long as something, if you got the money for it, cause that's the thing I'm about the accessibility as well. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of these potions and cures and things like they're really not accessible. So if you have, have the money and if it go on examine, I don't know what the technical term for CMOS would be. Like <laughs> if there's like an active ingredient that is doing the work mm-hmm. that you could look up. Cause sometimes people will tell me like, I'm taking this and it's like, well, that I have to figure out what the active ingredient is. Right. But right. If, it's making you if feel it's better. Not, right. If it's not harming you in any way, I mean, who am I to say yeah. that the CMOS I'm going to look it up, though, but I, I don't I just There's I so just, many things. I know it says it's rich in magnesium, potassium, okay. um, minerals, helps usually regulate, like, blood pressure, heart functioning. Um, so it's maybe it anti-inflammatory. Is. And, you know what? We also have to remember that, like, our communities have things that they make that might not be popular and, like, you know, it's exactly. Eastern versus Western. So I'm not always quick to be like... What are you talking about? Just because like doctors might not know about it, because we know yeah. West that medicine can be very mm-hmm. different, and they work best in conjunction. So I won't like how you laugh take a hot toddy when you sit. And, and somebody you, yeah. might, a doctor, if you ask yeah. a doctor, they're going to be like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But in our and communities, there's things that, I mean, my grandmother used to make us bathe and pee. Who knows what the mm-hmm. hell the benefits mm-hmm. were, but it worked mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever yeah. we were sick. It like having that. So I, I won't knock a lot of those community based uh, remedies because that's medicine as well but i get it that sometimes we can take it too far especially with the internet and tiktok yes and then people saying you know with authority what you should be especially when it's not coming it's not always right 
someone who has a history of like using those Working me- with those medicines, medicines or those natural remedies right. and those those familial things that have been passed down and worked for generations right, right. but aren't supported and by the same research. And you tend to know research. who those people right? are, right? That they but study herbalism, medicine, yeah. When the girl who's doing lashes, fingernails, <laughs> and veneers out of her living room is now telling you, this is no, what you, you got to take. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's, when I, that's when I begin to, like, I get that. It, it, yeah. it. Like, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, and I really appreciate you saying that, Fran, too, because I do feel like Western medicine does sometimes dismiss all these things yeah listen the research too is like limited as well like not everything has been studied because like and it changes and it changes all the time where once science says this works and then two three years later a journal comes out that it's bad for you so it's like who even knows I think for me, yes. I just use things and, and I kind of let myself be the judge. Like, is this helping me? Because that's one of the questions we got, too. Like, what's the best way to know that all this shit you're taking <laughs> is even yeah. working or helping? What's Asking the Jessica. <laughs> yes. So I think, first and foremost, if you can do one thing at a time, mm-hmm. that would be helpful. Because and I have so many out. people where they're like, I'm taking eight supplements and I'm like, <laughs> okay, so we have no clue. If, if you're improving, we don't know what's improving and now you're spending all this money. Um, so one thing at a time, usually it takes a couple, like some take up to three plus months, mm-hmm. which is, I know that's a long time. Interesting. Yeah. Like some, many of them do. Um, second thing is a symptoms journal because it's hard to remember, right? Like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. writing down, why are you taking it in the first place? Like some people might start taking stuff. I get a lot of complaints, like brittle hair, nails, skin, like whatever. Yeah. Hormones. Yeah. And so sometimes it'll be, um, helpful to create those kind of symptoms to see if it's getting better. And I think what you're saying, Fran, Fran is just like, you are the expert of your body Mm -hmm. and trying to be in tune with like how you're feeling. Um, you know, sometimes when we're deficient in things, maybe we might you know, look more pale or feel right. more tired or things right. like that. Fatigued all Fatigue, the time. Fatigued, our hair. Yeah. Like, and so just, and not to say supplements are going to be the cure for everything because that's not true either. But like just seeing like is, do you feel that extra pep in your step mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. the case may be? Has maybe it improved? That's, it's your, working. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And well, getting your levels you. checked. That's right. the last thing. Too. I'm, I'm actually yeah, going to do concrete. that too. I'm, and I which too. doctor do you go to? Do you just go to like your general physician? Like who checks your levels for these deficiencies? Yeah. Just your general doctor. Um, okay. Yeah. And just say like, hey, I want to get like, you know, I want to know if I need to take any supplements. I, I want to get um, my micronutrients checked. If they don't do it, then go maybe ask another doctor, get a referral. Um I am not, I don't know. I'm not a naturopath. I haven't been to one, but I know like a lot of people are very into that. Like my mom, for example. And I feel like for you, maybe like (laughs) maybe those doctors might be a little more open to doing the testing. Mm. I would imagine because they see the importance of it and in a way that some may not, I'm just guessing, but Mm -hmm. um, your primary should be able to do it. It should be open. And black people in particular, definitely get your vitamin D levels checked. If you only do one thing. Make sure you know your vitamin D status because we often are deficient and then we never recheck it. Like I'll have patients are deficient. It's like, okay, we're doing the treatment, but then then we, they just kind of forget and they're like, oh, I haven't checked it again in eight months. It's like, well, let's check it again to make sure it actually came back up because that can have some negative um, 
potential negative like consequences like long term. Like mm. being assy. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, so like people, yeah, like more, well, vitamin D would be like more risk of like diabetes or multiple sclerosis, stuff like that. <laughs> and from my patients, I've just heard that when they're low, they get really tired. Mm. Yeah. I haven't heard the ashy one, but yeah. it's, up, it's up there next to the sea moss. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Asante, I'm sure you had a final question. I'll let you take it out. I, I, I had, a, and I'm going to compound it. <laughs> um, juicing, because you know, when he brought up CMOS, I thought about people that are like, ju- maybe juicing instead of vitamins. Can you juice, including the vitamins? And the last part of it is, do those Jamaican juices at the, the uh, Jamaican spot be working? Because you know how they be randomly having I the love those tiger punch with some, the wall. But you see that them juices, they say that they be <laughs> doing mm-hmm. stuff. So is that an actual supplement or is it just Jamaican juice? And that's my last question. That is it just question. Jamaican yes. juice. <laughs> So that's another good question. So with the juicing, I was just talking to um, my patient about this earlier because it depends on what your concern is. So their concern was um, diabetes, right? And like pre-diabetes and the, our blood sugar being um, potentially impacted by the juice. Because the thing is when you juice – you don't have any buffer. You don't have the same buffer as like when you're having a smoothie or Mm. fruit that has fiber. The buffer of that fiber is going to help your blood sugar not spike as much. Um, You know, constant spiking of the blood sugar is when we kind of might run into some issues, you know, with time potentially. But um, so when it comes to juicing, it just depends. Like if you're somebody who's like, I have prediabetes and I really want to keep my blood sugar lower, I probably would not be the first to say like juicing every day is great for you. But I think if you're someone where it's like, oh, this is an easier way for me to like get some vitamins and minerals in and it's like better tolerated um, because that's another thing. It's like, so, you know, you mentioned like supplements and certain people feeling like it's too much on their system. And like, you know, you, you're definitely going to get some vitamins and minerals from having juice, like especially vitamin C and things like that. Um, or you just maybe love the taste of juice um, or like the, the ritual I part do. of it or the I cultural aspect of it. Juice. juice makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we're not taking that away. And I, sorry, I want to like edit something that I said. I don't want to say like having constant blood sugar spikes is going to lead to diabetes. I'm saying more if you're somebody who has diabetes mm-hmm. or you have prediabetes, then it's up to you if this is something that you would maybe want to modify in order to see if that has an impact on your blood mm-hmm. sugar. Cause it like your body is going to regulate those spikes itself. If you're, you know, if you're not in like the diabetes category. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, is it just like a one size, like cure all, I would probably say no, but is it a way to get some vitamins and minerals in? Absolutely. Um, so it just really depends on kind of, yeah, what you're, what your goal is. So the juices from the Jamaican spot do work. Everybody go out there and get you some and go get you some. Uh, (laughs) And I don't even know, like I'm not even familiar with the specific juices from the Jamaican spot. So I don't even know what's in them, but, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't lived in New York. Like I live on the West coast and I feel like we don't have that many Jamaican spots. Sure here don't. i haven't been in one in a minute so one day you're gonna um, pop into a spot and you're gonna see some randomly named juices and you're gonna be like what what are those and then they're gonna tell you oh that one's for vitality and x y and right. z and you're gonna be like, oh okay i want you to think of this moment right here 
<laughs> yeah, I'm saying people. it's yeah, it's we 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 all have to figure out what's best for us. That's the that is my <laughs> thought on that. <laughs> Thank yes. you, Jessica. Thank you for taking the time out to to join of us course. today and breaking all of this down. Hopefully, the listeners got their questions answered. I definitely did. I know Asante did. I sure did. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate for Jessica. Me. Yes, thank you. Tell everyone where they can find you if they want more general wellness information. Yes, just a podcast. Subscribe. Food Heaven podcast. And we're on Instagram at Food Heaven. Um, yeah, and then our website. But I would say, like, the podcast is what I'm most excited about these days. Okay. Perfect. Y'all gonna listen to that damn podcast now. Okay. I'll make sure, I'll make sure and link it below, too. Yes. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Now let's jump into the Music Man segment. What you got for us this week, Mr. Music Man? Well, y'all know there are (laughs) y'all know there are a couple of different segments that normally happen during the Music Man segment. So we're just going to do the first one very shortly, and we're going to go right to songs to play. So the first one that we always do is artists to mention. Correct, (laughs) correct. Mm -hmm. Artists to mention: Beyonce. There, there you Mm -hmm. have it. We're done. I just look. It's I actually had to. She got you. Actually, you know what? I have one. Well, yes, honestly, uh, truly, um, I can't stop, won't stop Rockefeller Records because Beyonce, (laughs) she gets down. Um, I did want to just make this announcement. Hot new hip hop. They report that Jay Z, Diddy, Yay, Tom Brady are forgiven for their PP uh, PPP loans. Um, I just thought that I would make this word out to the black community. This does not mean that you all are getting out scot-free. There are just some intricate things that I wanted to share as part of this, just because I don't want people looking at like, damn, them niggas up there, they getting forgiven. Like that's effed up. Uh, so some of the richest rappers, as I mentioned, Ye, Diddy and Jay-Z pulled out millions of dollars in PPP loans during the pandemic to help with their payroll. Some of this breakdown, right, is Malibu Entertainment, which is one of two firms associated with Jay-Z, pulled out $2,106,398 to secure 95 jobs for title. OK, the amount was forgiven in total. Uh, as Diddy for Revolt Media, the LLC, uh, the TV LLC borrowed $1,929,252 for payroll, which went towards 134 jobs. The loan reportedly won't have to be paid back. So I'm just letting you guys know that these were to secure jobs for these black corporations, these black owned corporations. Some of these, they're a little slippery, so I'm not going to go into more detail. Just want to share that for anyone that saw that hot take that multiple celebrities are being forgiven for their millions in loans. Don't look at it as a first take and be like, oh, the rich are getting richer. Some of these were black jobs. Some of them I cannot confirm or deny. So I just wanted to share that uh, one uh, that take. Um, that's from HotNewHipHop.com, but I'm sure this uh, has been published all over the internet. So just Google uh, celebrity PPP loans. So <clears throat> now we move right on into the segment of STP, songs to play. Hey, friend, hey, <laughs> I want to know what songs you are about to play. Tell us what you've been listening to. 
So our friend from Charlotte, shout out to North Carolina, Dexter Jordan, mm. dropped a new record called Something New. And it is so pretty. Um, I think, I believe he just dropped it last week. And I heard it on his Instagram and literally left a comment like, I have to play this on the show next week. It is just so beautiful. So Dexter Jordan, Something New. Pray for better days, pray that I will get it together, I always juggling, whatever's not for me, got comfortable in my usual, delusional, it was difficult, oh. Speak these words to keep I need something new. Oh. I speak these words to keep I need something new. His voice is like a sound bowl, like yeah. it gives that same meditative calming feeling to your body to like your nervous system oh just that's what i'll be hearing when i sing for people so i get it <laughs> he's just like butter so that's one of them holds on i'm actually gonna stick to to some north carolina charlotte love Sianka, hey. who yes. we played on the show before spelled c-y-a-n-c-a has a record called pb and j that it's not a new record. It actually dropped back in uh, 2021. Okay. But I think she was doing an acoustic performance in Charlotte this week. And I, I too saw that. And I was like, let me click on some Sianka just in preparation for that Charlotte performance. And Charlotte stay buzzing. And this was a really dope record. PB&J by Sianka. Charlotte. So those are my two for this week. Hey, Dustin Ross, what you got for us? All right. Um, this week, we're going to start things off with this. Like a lax, 
School pretty Ricky for your motherfucking ass. <laughs> okay. This this next song we is in by, the mood this week. Okay. This next song put you gotta bite your t-shirt and hip roll. This next song is uh, <laughs> visual, This next song is um Big Steppin' by Stunner Man O2 and Quake Beats. Look like me, bitch. Hey, uh, huh, I'm big stepping. Four five on me, look like I'm bitch pressing. Uh, huh, big weapon. Get to talking shit, then I'ma get the chin checking. Uh, huh, big stepping. Four five on me, look like I'm bitch pressing. Uh, huh, big weapon. Get to talking shit, and we gon' get the chin checking. Yeah, last year I told niggas put that gun down. They shot cool, John. I got a gun now. We got a BOT and just have some fun now. But the racist killer cops ain't getting good down. I'm just trying to sell some verses and some juice. Police killing us and then we protesting the troops. I'm trying to show the unity, but nigga, what's the use? And every time I spit it, they don't want to hear the truth. That's why I fuck bitches, then I laugh about it. We running up a hundred thousand, do the math about it. Reputation still valid, nigga, ask about it. <laughs> the last song I'm going to play is this song that I had tweeted about this song earlier today because, first of all, this be my shit in the clubs and at the parties, okay? Like, I love this song. And beyond that, they always play it. When, and I always am feeling, so I'm probably like three or four cocktails in, like standing on the couch in the section when the song comes on and it just be a vibe. It, the bass hits so hard <laughs> over them club speakers when they play this Damn. song. You can't help. So this song mm. is called Touchdown by Stylo G and the Fanatics and it's the remix with Nicki Minaj and Vibes Cartel. Okay. Mm. Just touched down and out of the airport. Shock mm-hmm. suit, I'm an Air Force. Mm-hmm. All I'm a girl, them love me. All the ones I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. She got spot me designer. Mm-hmm. She want to give me the vagina. Mm-hmm. Everything I from London, Bond Street. Nothing never come from China. Mm-hmm. I mean, Papa, I'm a tag them. Mm-hmm. My new Benz, it's a mad them. Mm-hmm. Every day, me, I swag them. Mm-hmm. Louis, they put me back them. Mm-hmm. See me not to swim in a light beach. I'm a two black men I like bleach. Phone no stop bring when I night reach. Even your girl want to try peace. Okay. I see him, so me do it. Mm-hmm. So me do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo. Just touched down and out of G5. You know I'm buzzing like a beehive. So, that's hey, okay. Fendi Prince for me knee highs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's my turn, huh? Okay, lovely picks from the both of you. Uh, thank you, thank you. Last year I talked about, or maybe it was early this year. Anyway, we talk about Rochelle Jordan on this show a lot. She dropped a project last year called Playing With The Changes. She's keeps dropping these remixes to the track. I highly advise you all go to listen to the album Play With The Changes. It's a dope-ass, fire-ass album. But um, 
Sango is somebody like a DJ uh, producer, just amazing, like mega star that I love. So there's a remix of this song called Got Him uh, by Rochelle Jordan. Uh, here it goes. <laughs> So if you're feeling the vibe and you just want something to kind of bop and vibe to and just like, you know, get that energy going, uh, Rochelle Jordan, play with the changes. But that's the remix. love Rochelle Jordan. Love Rochelle nice to Jordan. Hear her again. Yeah. Oh my God. Super dope. Super amazing. Um, also want to like give a shout out. She, I like her old music too. Love yeah. the old music. Get it on tonight. Did it on Got somewhere to get it on tonight. Ain't that Rochelle Jordan? No. It's one on one tonight. That's not Rochelle Jordan? No. You know what's funny was when I made notes, I I almost put a different R&B artist too, because every time I I hear the name Rochelle, I think about Megan Rochelle, so it's funny that you did that to the Jordan part. Anyway, uh, shout out to Megan Rochelle. (laughs) Yes, Megan uh, Rochelle had some shit. Loved Megan Rochelle. But Rochelle Jordan goes too. Shout yes. out to Lil Tecca. He has this uh, track oh, with this. Oh, Lil Tecca. <laughs> you know, Lil Tecca just be coming through with some bangers, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know what internet money is. I, I don't know if they're like a duo. It's like a producer. Uh, it's a producer and like a uh, the, the label owner or something. Maybe they're both producers. I don't know. Anyway, internet money is the name of the people that uh, produce this and make this beat. And Lil Tecca's the one rapping on it. The song is called Falsetto. It's my shit. Here we go. This is what you cooking. I saw you, I saw you. I want you, I want you. She told me to come through, yeah. but I couldn't do you. Other hoes on my phone think I'm coming. My dad told me do not fall in love. Turn it up when we walk in a function. Owe me money, I don't want deductions. In my life, I be good for a while. I know, I know they gon' follow. My swag, they gon' borrow. I brag, I get a mama. She be the singing that for settle. I cannot think of that for settle. She ride with me while I count my dough. My dad told me don't love. Dripping my language like I'm wanna. When they turn up in Vegas like I'm stunner. Oh, he think he on top, then put him under. I'ma beat up the pad like I'm a drummer. And my whole thing go dumb, my money dumb. All she thinks she can take it, she a That track is dope. It's only two minutes. I wish there was more of it. There needs to be an extended version with a remix with a bunch of people. Lil Uzi you know they love these short tracks nowadays. Yeah, I know, I know. I, like I just need a little bit more because the beat goes so hard. It was like the beat goes so hard. He started going a little bit and riding. And I was like, oh, and then it's like he ride it to the beat and then it's over. And it's like, damn, that was it. Like, I need more. Right. I need, I, I'm just greedy. I don't Another know. Verse. I want to also make sure that it's not missed upon anyone that Tink just dropped the project. Um, I wanted to make sure. Ah, ooh, excuse me. Um, I like Tink. 
Tink dropped a project called Pillow Talk. Uh, I wanted to make sure I shouted it out. It's going to be difficult for me to choose songs. Tink is a great artist. She's been making music for such a long time. She does really amazing. She does a really amazing job with this project of showcasing um, original R&B, uh, R&B with some samples. Uh, you can tell there's growth in her vocals. There's growth in her writing. I just see Tink that the Tink. I just see Tink as an all around star. <laughs> <laughs> Words today don't want to come out properly. Why you got teeth? <laughs> teeth. Um, she do got some nice teeth though. I do think about her teeth sometimes when I think she got about a smile by Doctor Heavenly. I would shout out to her. <laughs> she I, do. I, no, I don't know. I, if she went there. I'm just saying she looked like it looked good. Look, smile. If, if yeah. I can, when when I can afford, when I too will get a smile by Doctor Heavenly or whomever, or just to strive to look as good as Tinks. Anyway. There's a lot of good music on here. It's going to be hard for me to choose one, but I want to at least make sure I talk about a couple of tracks. Um, one of them I will discuss, they sample a Monica and Brandy song, uh, Boy Is Mine, for a track called Mine. It is Tink featuring Money Long. I think it's dope that the two are on a track together. I love when the R&B girls link up. Uh, you know, CC, Jasmine Sullivan, and Ari Lennox. Um, Ari Lennox is mm-hmm. Walker, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> The track towards the end actually, well, it, so it samples Brandy and Monica, the boy's mind, and then towards the end of it, it goes into some cut, and then that the next track samples some cut by Trillville, um, and it's called 25 Reasons Interlude. It's a really good interlude. I'm not going to play it. I just want to talk about some of this music so y'all can go listen to it, so y'all can be mm-hmm. like, oh, what's the Money Long track sound like? How you thought I was going to play it? Go listen to it. And then you hear that Trillville coming in the end. Keep listening because it's going to be on the next track. So I just wanted to prepare you all for that. Um, there's also some really great features from uh, the Two Chains track that she has out. Cater, um, Russ is on there, and oh, you know what? I'm gonna play a little bit of the song with Russ because there's a part I feel like. Hopefully, I just get to the part where she's singing. And I'm loving it, but I love my uh, I love Tink, and this is news featuring Russ. Now you wonder if I do. Got a bone to pick with you, I do. From the day we introduced, I know you. So that's uh, news. That's just a part that of the song. The whole thing is really. Why don't you just send them? Baby, I got nudes for you. It's send the nudes. It's news. Okay, so it's oh, it's news like nudes. Yeah, screaming. It's Didn't news. y'all think she was saying nudes? Well, you probably didn't because you see the words. Yeah, I thought I she was saying, words, so. baby, I got nudes for you. <laughs> Maybe you could drop the remix. Or if that's a remix somebody can put out. That'd be I send like mine like I'm dealing out a hand of cards. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> nudes, 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 nudes. No, <laughs> That is it for the Music Man segment. Uh, go check out Tink's Pillow Talk. Uh, Dustin Ross, what do you? What else do you have for the people other than hopefully your nudes you're sending out like cards? I want to know if anybody's been watching Baddie South on Zeus. Yes. Call it what you want. I-D-G-A-F. Okay. I'm entertained. I watch I- it. I- <laughs> That's just what it is. <laughs> no, this past episode. Wait, 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 wait. 
when she got arrested. Wait. When she got arrested. Wait. Day after Wait. day. Feels like I push again. What show is this? Baddie on Zeus? Baddie South on Zeus. Krishan Rocks. The bounty hunter. Oh, she missed a court date. Where they fighting all the time on wait, Twitter? I see the clips. Oh Fran, no! But wait, and they sleep in bunk beds, wait, right? Yeah, no. sometimes that's why they be fighting all the time. Fran, come on, just the beast. So, Fran, so Krishan oh, Rod, who she's been in the media a lot for her relationship with Blueface, whatever. I've seen. She's a cast member. Low key, she's the star of the show. You know what I'm saying? And, but I can tell because every clip that goes viral is because someone you see that is tooth missing. poking the bear. <laughs> and you, they poking her right Did here. Did you just call Natalie Dunn a bear? So, no, <laughs> no, Natalie Dunn got beat up. Well, she got beat up by Raleigh <laughs> on this last episode. Natalie Nunn got beat up? Yeah, she got her ass Isn't whipped. she the producer? Mm-hmm. She, she ain't wow. producing like she got. Either. She executive produced getting her ass whipped this last episode because Roly beat the Broly beat like <clears throat> while we're in the Zeus uni- universe. Bobby Lights also has a show on Zeus. We're not going <laughs> to talk about it, but there's a I scene. Saw. There they a say fight. it's produced by Roland Ray. He's, he's on. He's a co-host of the show with Bobby, Shout and out to they're Ray. looking for love. And Rolling Ray, there was a fist fight on there. Rolling Ray said that. <laughs> That the other boy had beat the daylight out of this other guy. He's like, he beat the daylight savings out that motherfucker. <laughs> and I say that because Roly beat the daylight savings out of Natalie on this past episode. Oh but that's not what God. we're here for. We're here oh. because on that same episode, Krishan Rock, who, like I said, has been in the news a lot lately because of her relationship with the rapper Blueface, she had bounty hunters after her while they were on this show, while she was filming this show, because she had missed a court appearance in Oklahoma. So she was kind of ducking and dodging, like trying to be keep a low profile as much as you can when you're filming a reality <laughs> show. Well, they yeah. caught up with her. And one of the bounty hunters, it didn't make it no better. He read the, the whole cast down to the ground. He had her in handcuffs. He looked at, her, he looked at the cast and said, you can record. Because, of course, the other girls was recording the shit. The bounty hunter was like, you can record all you want. She missed a court case in Oklahoma City, and she's known about it for weeks. That's what he said. He read the whole cast <laughs> down did. to the ground like that. I was like, damn, nigga, you ain't have to. Like, you can record all you want. She missed the case in Oklahoma City, and she's known about it for weeks. That's what he said. But while they were arresting her, first of all, she's a character (laughs) on the show who has been known to be one of the more tough, uh, willing to fist fight, willing to go up against bigger, you know, opponents. She's a tough, you know, hearted girl. But when she was getting arrested, she was crying so hard and... She literally looked like she had just had a death in the family. I mean, like, you know, the drama mask, like the happy and the sad when she looked like was dripping. Yeah, that's that's exactly (laughs) how she looked. And she had cornrows going to the back, which didn't make it no better because it made the face go like just, you know, so when she was Mm. like, like, Mm. and she was in cuffs. And so the whole thing was like a slow motion. Then they played that song. Day after day. Seems like I push against the wind. Oh no! They played that song. <laughs> they played that song while she was getting arrested. And the thing about it is, in fact, I think oh, I recorded. So bad. I think I have a live reaction so in my phone. That's too 
much. I think I recorded my reaction to it in my phone so terrible. Not them making it a TikTok moment. (laughs) But it was... It w- what made it funny was I couldn't tell if they were trying to be serious or not <laughs> at a point because they were playing it for so long. Oh, here we go. So she's walking out the building. Well, the other girls are walking out the building. I have to go on mute again. I can't. You can hear us. You can hear me and my friends often commentary in the back. But I just want you to see her walking out and hear the music. You see her down on the ground. Roly was standing there and fucking shot. And then Krishan is walking out to that song up against the wind in the background. I'm so mad at the editors. I've never seen anything <laughs> so comical in my life because it was like there was no other hint of intentional comedy whatsoever. But, you know, damn, that was a, a choice. That was somebody was like, you know what? You know, it will be funny. Let's put that song over this part when she's going and they did so. But I just it was going for that. so long. What if they were trying to be? What and and what if they were the only one that was trying to be serious, while everyone else was laughing, putting that together? Because the way that that package was put together with that music and it was lasting, showing like the girls reacting and stuff, I was like, I cannot believe this is happening at the end of a Zeus Network show. Like, were they trying to carve out a style for their, themselves on the network? Like. It almost it kind of worked, maybe. I don't know. Time will tell. But and I it's so funny it. when people are getting arrested like that. Like if you're if you're the friend, I've been arrested before. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Like when you get arrested around your friends, your friends will do and say anything to try to get the police to stop arresting you, which they're not going to do. They are especially like a bounty hunter. They came there for the purpose of taking you into custody you know what i'm saying wow. so to see yeah. the other baddies quote unquote saying stuff and pulling their phones out and shaking their heads and turning around and <laughs> talking to the officers and trying to there's nothing you can say to make them not take her ass because you know custody. they because you know this they really felt bad for krishan so they're like running these reactions back of them like looking all concerned and shit with that uh, particular song playing i was like what? Why is this still happening to me? But you know what I thought was, was so crazy, though? Like, she had been dodging them bounty hunters that whole time. And then right in the episode after she straight up bullied Slim and told Slim she was a bitch and she was scared to fight and that she knew she was and tried to fight her. She kept saying, you a bitch, you scary. Just say you're scared. You a scary bitch. And she kept trying to fight that girl Slim. And yep. in that very same episode at the end, the bounty hunters caught up with her ass. So more than anything, like just let that be a lesson. Like karma is a caught with a Karen Hughes. Shout out to Karen Hugh on Real Housewives of Potomac. What did she tell Ashley Asante? Karma is a bitch, honey. That bar of soap you might want to help your husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh karma is a God. bitch. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to see her go out like that because Krishan is a, a polarizing figure on this show. You can't yeah. help but watch yeah. her and see what she's doing. And she's a young girl. She's only 22 or 23. So I obviously want to see her succeed and do well and yeah. get outside of kind of a lot of the negative talk that's attached to her name. But poetically, it wasn't lost on me that in the very same episode that she finally bullied somebody. Now she gets this, you know, unfortunate outcome. So mm-hmm. stop bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it for the TV Land segment this week. Everything else we're going to talk about on the Patreon. 
(laughs) which means that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening we love you so much and we'll catch you guys next week stay black and protect your magic bye The award-winning London production of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman comes to Broadway this fall for 17 weeks only. Wendell Pierce of The Wire, oh, I love him, and Sharon Mm -hmm. D. Clark, Tony nominee for Carolina Change, make history as part of Broadway's first Black Loman family. Wow. They're joined by Chris Davis, McKinley Belcher III, and Tony winner Andre DeShields. Previews for this electrifying production begin September 17th. Tickets at salesmanonbroadway.com. It's timeless. It's timely. It's time. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? (laughs) Yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.